What's going on, everybody? It is Coach Greg Adams back in here with another YouTube live stream. Shout out to the Coach Gang for being here, being involved, and being active on this YouTube channel. And welcome to Tuesday Night Titans, where we like our slow Tuesdays slow, and we like the girls being Titans or Mastodons or any of those. It is not a busy night tonight. So come on, ladies. Turn off the lights. Doom, doom. Light a candle. Bring them big old feet around here. Bring them big old fat feet around here on the slow Tuesday. Anyway, we back in here, man. This is a great show. This is going to be a great show. Um, This is going to be the, the five top five signs of a toxic girlfriend or wife, a toxic. I'm toxic. I'm slipping under. Shout out to Britney Spears, who's going cray cray right now. All right. What happened to Britney Spears? Christina Aguilera prepared to switch me chairs so I could sit next to uh, Carson Daly and Fred Durst. And ear Mark, who UK head to first. All right, shout out to them. Hey, man, let's get into the show. This is a good show. It's a good show. All right, let's get into these super chats. All right, shout out to, I think Brian Horsley, for some reason, dropped his wallet over there. All right, over here. All right, let me see over here. Brian Horsley is also, he's back at it again. Shout out to you. Uh, for sponsoring on the cash app. If you guys want to sponsor on the cash app and you don't want to go through super chat and all that stuff, I do pay attention to what's happening over there. I have my phone here. Uh, also, you can use PayPal uh, as well and uh, and all of that. And let me forget, uh, to not forget to mention, man, the tournament's starting up, but you don't have to get your bracket in today. You have until Thursday morning before tip-off. We already have 20-plus people in this college hoop Tournament bracket challenge. All right. We need more people on there. All right. I'm not just going to try to give an iPad to like five people. All right. So we're like five people in the tournament bracket. And y'all like, all right, where's my iPad? I want y'all to win some money. All right. So get in there. And I'm not getting anything from this. Just so you guys know, you're like coaching here, trying to run an operation, trying to steal the money. I'm not getting nothing from it. Now, if I win the pool, I won it. I won it fair and square. All right. If I win, I won. All right. I'm not going to I'm not going to rig it either. It's not going to be like the election. Allegedly, I'm not going to rig it. You'll you'll see the count right there. All right. So um, get into the tournament bracket uh, pool. Uh, the links should be in the description box. If it's not, um, let me see. I should put it in the description box. How about that? How about be a professional coach? All right. Get the damn link in the description box. Description, description box. So so the brothers can see. It. Hey, whoa, 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 whoa. That's me. All right, so let's get the link in the description box. All right, get into the tournament challenge. We got 20-plus last I checked, so we have the bare minimum. All right, but we like to give y'all some more opportunities to win some bank around here. All right, so uh, and then if you get enough people, which I'm assuming we will, you guys get a chance to win that iPad Pro, all right, in the building, all right? Don't, don't make me give you an iPad Pro on some silly stuff, all right? Like 28 people in the bracket. Anyway, bracket challenge, link's in the description box. So shout out to Bryant over there on the Cash App. All right, and um, who else? What else is going on? Uh, let's see here. Vans. Oh, no, that was me. <laughs> that was me paying him on the Cash App. Uh, let's see here. Oh, we got su Super Chats. Super Chats. Somebody says, Coach, going to do an NFT and run. Got to get my bag and run. Somebody's <laughs> been trying to get me to do an NFT. I swear to God, I have too many things going. And, and they're like, you got to do an NFT. I'm like. Shit, where's my assistant? And uh, you got to send y'all money to Venmo once y'all do the bracket challenge. Don't be out here just putting out brackets. All right, send your Venmo. Link is in the description box. I was like Emilio says, 
uh i don't i can't see what that signal is but it said i think it's rest in peace that's what it looks like uh rest in peace to t-mon all right shout out to t-mon man that that's been affecting us for a while t-mon's been affecting us for the last couple of days um he says it's been five years but still missing your brother <laughs> he says if you're really having a bad day he says if you're really having a bad day coach gang just remember he got shot on his birthday damn mm. it's all bad for t-mon all right. And he missed out on the homeless woman. The black blur says, well, despite the lockdowns, antibodies and even the piggity poke poke that works, quote unquote, there were more C-19 related demises, deletions in 2021 than in 2020. Make it make sense. But hey, I told you to do Biden. All right, man. Hey, listen, humanity never figures things out. We figure things out after uh after we get some data and that's all i've been asking for we gotta have some data hey i told you to do biden shout out to her to the lady that wants you to do biden in here what else do we got shout out to the actual king smith he says you spoke about statistics or statistics on this morning's live stream i just finished mine last week and now i'm an nba graduate I'll walk in May. Yeah, man. Shout out to you, brother. You're a smart brother over there, too. Go check out his channel. My man's talking about crypto and all of that. All right. All of that stuff that you might not understand. So shout out to I you. Got money. And congratulations on your MBA and your statistics class. All right. Very hard class. Mean, median, and mode. I haven't taken a statistic class in some 20-something years. And I still remember mean, median, and mode. All right. And did you take a lie with statistics class? All right. All right, shout out to Johnny Del Rome. He says, Coach, what kind of cigars do you puff? He says, going mono mode and then working. I think that's monk mode. No. Uh, and he says, and working 72 hours the next 13 weeks. Wow. He says, all praise to God. The only way our father to our father is through Christ himself, or we call them as cheese. Where's cheese, by the way? All right, shout out to you. Uh, my favorite cigars, man, uh, are Fuentes, Arturo Fuentes, which is a popular, very, very popular cigar. Uh, Arturo Fuentes um, that I can get a hold on. Avos, all right, Avos are great cigars myself, and I have an Avo here. Let me see if I can put, I'm not even supposed to be promoting this. All right, somebody says Swisher Sweets. <laughs> Bobby Digital says Swisher Sweets. All right, let me give them, let me give them a deletion. <laughs> all right i have i'm not supposed to be showing tobacco related pro, pro, products here so i can't show it uh but avos are great um and then padron padron all right padron and i usually have a small and a large stick and pause on that there's a small or large stick on the 64 anniversary i bought a whole bunch of those i'll i'll show you here all right there you go see there's this biggest i can't i can't show that on youtube all right so um, anyway, uh, so those Fuentes, Padrones, and Avos is are some of my favorites. And, um, you know, I haven't smoked in a while because I got that. I've been going to the dentist a lot lately, and uh, they've been telling me not to smoke. All right. So anyway, um, what are we doing? Thank you for that, brothers. All right. Yo, Roberto Moreno says, yes, Costradamas, we need to hear about the red flags of narcissistic and toxic women. Shout out to you with the goat emoji. And ladies, I know you're watching, too. And you're going, well, when are you going to talk about the toxic men? All right. That, talk about that on your channel. All right. That's pretty. Uh, listen, I've never dated a guy before. Mm. <laughs> How am I supposed to know? I don't know. I have no idea. I've never dated men. I've dated women. 
and I've asked the Lord about understanding of women. And he said to me when I got up there, he said, uh, do you sure you want to understand women? I said, yes, I would love to understand women. And he said, yeah, well, I'll give you understanding. But the last few people that came to me and asked for understanding of women, I told them this one thing. And they said, never mind. And I said, what's the one thing? And he said, you'll never fall in love with another woman again. And I said, so if I understand women, I'll never love another one. He says, absolutely. I said, okay, I chose understanding. And the rest is history. Shout out to the Lord himself. The Lord himself. Sometimes you got to make tough choices. And being in the fact that I understand women, all right, I can, it's hard for you to love them again. I never been loved like this. I never been. Shout out to Saul's Media says, had to tune in. Clueless men getting finessed easily. And the men who get finessed easily are the men who are the ones who have least up to bat, right? They have least at bats. And so women will target them. Like this woman, this woman here, this woman right here. And that's you. She's a predatory woman, right? So she is, uh, she's going to be a toxic relationship waiting to happen. And that's you. Yeah, that's her. That she's very, what she's saying is very predatory and toxic. But um, a lot of guys aren't ready for it and you don't have a lot of at-bats and experiences and you're going to get finessed, all right? And it's going to get ugly. And then you'll be back on my channel. Red Pill Reyes says, Coach, I was doing one of my deliveries at a Mexican Mexican restaurant today and they had the Francisco song playing in the background. I immediately thought of poor Francisco. Shout out to the coach gang, all right? Uh, poor Francisco. Oh, man, we need, I need to get that song. <laughs> What's the name of the song? Somebody said, what's the Vimo name for the challenge? Click on the um, click on the, the thing and it'll tell you right there. It'll tell you uh, greg.adams.12. One Adam 12 calling all cars, looking for a brother and all stars, but they ain't do it. Pop the 6-4 and jumped in the Buick and I'm gone. Shout out to Andrew says, we're woman it in and get to the point already. <laughs> mm. Speaking of getting to the point, I better get to the point. And I know everybody's like, come on, man, read my super chat. All right, so, hey, um, let's get into the point. All right, so let me see here. Toxic relationships, toxic girlfriends. Now, not all relationships are toxic. Not all relationships are toxic. Some are a little less than toxic. Some can be toxic and manipulative. But why are some women toxic in relationships? Well, let's give you three or four reasons why women can be toxic in a relationship. Number one, they're apex predator. So um, this... This apex predator is going to be someone who specifically targets a certain type of guy, and they will use things that will help them manipulate, right? And so manipulation, we use the word manipulation, and it has the first three letters. It's man. Man, manipulate. It's basically you're basically trying to control someone through means other than violence, all right? So violence would be a form of manipulation, but since women cannot overpower you, they have developed a series of manipulative tactics which are basically long-term emotional abuse at times. And then what happens is they will, they will use these tactics that uh, to gain an advantage over you because it's the only way they can do it. They can't knock you out. They can't threaten you, punish you. They can't do any of these things many of the time. So they have to coerce you. They have to steer you a certain way. This is stuff that has been given, ingrained into them for many years. I've often told you, if they didn't have these tactics, they would have been consumed by the saber-toothed tiger a long time ago. They wouldn't have made it this far. OK, we would just been we would just been just looking at them like, what's wrong with these people? Right. What, there were women before, you know, the humanity will be gone. So they had developed these tactics. So apex predator and an apex predator is outright toxic in order to manipulate. Right. She targets a man. She might use seduction. She might use 
any of these things, you know, cheap, uh, cheap things like exposing her breasts all the way up into the areola. And then when they then they catch you looking, you know what I mean? They got you. And then if she doesn't like you when you look and she's going to call you a predator, she's going to call you a perv. Right. So these are all things that she she's trying to target a certain person. But by virtue of she has to expose this to everybody. She calls you a perv, and then she's trying to regain this guy's attention by doing these apex predator stuff. Um, many apex, many apex predators, uh, oddly enough, are very much. You can see them coming a mile away. You know it when you see it. Okay, I don't even have to describe what that is. Now, um, an apex predator is not a negative negative term either. An apex predator in our world is the top predator. So apex top predator. It doesn't mean. That the person is a bad person. They're just using manipulation in order to gain an advantage. So um, you get a bad vibe from an apex predator. You can see them overly made up, overly glamming themselves out, overly obsessed with their image, plastic surgery. Like they're overly doing things and you're just like, you get a bad vibe when they're around. But many guys will push through and pass through the red flags in order to get with them, right? You know she's bad. You know she's toxic. You know it. And so... That's one of the uh, reasons why they do things because society allows this type of uh, behavior, right? The next reason why they do it is because they get away with this for so long, they don't realize that what they're doing is toxic. Okay? They get away with it for so long that they don't realize what they're doing is actually toxic. So media, movies, music, programs, they will actually show you this behavior, all right? And women will think in their early years as they're developing who they like and being imprinted and they're thinking about who their boyfriend is going to be when they're teenagers and they're going through this, they will get cues on how to behave in, in, in relationships. Many times these are the worst cues that they can pick up. It's just like when you learn a new foreign language, many of the early words that you learn are going to be curse words. Same thing with young women. Many of the early cues in relationships that they pick up are going to be toxic behavior, right? Um, like silent treatment and, and, you know, all of this stuff, pouty stuff, hmm, you know what I mean? And a lot of them will learn this with their father. They'll treat their father this way, and then they'll proceed to treat men this way. And they think this is normal. They normalize this stuff, and they do it for so long, no one calls them out. They don't realize that what they're doing is actually toxic. All right, so the next reason why they use are, are, are toxic is because they think this is how relationships work. So it's the kind of the same thing, but... A lot of them will use these things. They'll watch a Tyler Perry movie and they'll be like, oh, this is what a relationship is. They'll watch the best men, best man, and they'll watch the wood and they'll watch all of these movies. Right. And they, they'll think that this back and forth is how things work. Well, in relationships, you're supposed to do this and you're supposed to do that. The man's supposed to be trying to get in my pants and the woman's trying to per, try not to let him get in the pants. Right. Constantly, constantly. Um, and um, a lot of people think you have to deal with these things, right? And we're going to talk about that in a minute. Work through these things. You got to work through it. And meanwhile, she's being toxic and she could just kick the toxic act and everything will be gone, right? And then or the male will be exposed for him being a toxic person, all right? And then the behavior will be able to be ferreted out. But a lot of times you'll get into a marriage and then it'll end up in marriage counseling. She'll continue to be toxic. The counselor will enable her. They'll never deal with her toxic behavior, and then they'll constantly try to get the man to work through it, even with her being toxic. So uh, this is what happens. The fourth reason is why, why women are toxic is because they're immature, right? If she's socially immature, if she's physically immature, if she is immature in her growth, if she developed early, 
like early, early teens, preteens, and she got a whole bunch of attention. She never had to hone her skills in communication. She never had to communicate with men that had no sexual interest in her. She never, she always had had men old and young have interest in her sexually. So therefore she's all, that's all she had to lean on. So she never matured in other areas. And thus you see them in their thirties, forties, fifties, and they're still using the same tactics and they haven't developed them. So they're immature and they have to be toxic and they don't know anything else. All right. So uh, why will they use toxicity? Why will they use toxic behavior? Number one, um, or what will they use in toxic behavior? What will they use? What type of things that they will use? Well, they will gaslight you. Obviously, these are all popular terms, gaslighting you. All right. They make you seem that you're the crazy one. Although men are known to be crazy. Men are known to be dumb. All right. But not crazy. So if they will make you seem like you're crazy, you bring up something. Hey, man, I, you know, I realized that this is happening. She'll make you think crazy. No, 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 no. All right. You're the wrong one. And how could this be? And then when you peel back the uh, curtain, it's very clear that what she was doing was manipulative. So she'll gaslight you and make you think that she's not being manipulative. And then with a little sly wink to her friends, sly wink to her family, sly wink to society, sly wink to the judge, a little sleight of hand, she'll get what she wants. And then your behavior is corrected. She's got you under control. So uh, they will also use narcissism, right? This, this is another popular term that now people can lob accusations back and forth. You're the narcissist. No, you're the narcissist. It's like the Spider-Man meme. You're the narcissist. No, you're the narcissist. Everybody's a narcissist, right? So she will accuse you of narcissism and call you controlling, insecure, et cetera, et cetera, and call what you're doing narcissism when they've been using manipulation and toxic uh, behavior the entire time. All right. Uh, another thing that they'll use is the silent treatment. Uh, the silent treatment, the silent treatment's been used for a long time, although people uh, figured out that men actually see it as a reward, um, especially if they know what it is and they know how to counter it. Silent treatment is a blessing. All right. Thank God. Don't talk to me no more. All right. But some guys, you know, that are in monogamous relationships, we'll talk about that. Um, they want to actually win her back over. And so she will use this tactic in order to get you to change your behavior, even if she's wrong. So even when she's wrong, she'll use the silent treatment. Even when you proved her wrong, she'll use the silent treatment. All right, another uh, another reason, another way they would use toxicity is um, to uh, deny, all right? Deny that you were right, all right? So we'll talk about that. And the last one is they'll challenge your masculinity. That's what they will use uh, to use toxic behavior. Um, they will challenge your masculinity. So uh, when all else fails, you're weak. When all else fails, you're gay. When all else fails, you're not a real man. You know what I mean? So these things will be used in order to uh, control you and uh, get you back in line. When all else fails, your mama's black. So a lot of these things are toxic. And uh, you can tell um, when there's toxicity that is learned or people are immature, just look on social media. So uh, if you're looking at a social media post, no matter what the post is, or if the post is in favor of men and not of women, You'll see all of those things that I just talked about. You'll see controlling insecure. You'll see challenging masculinity, bitter hurt. You'll see you must not like women. You hate women. You're gay. You're weak. And, and it'll all sound the same. It'll all be almost typed out exactly the same. Um, who hurt you? Two like two laugh emojis. All right. Who hurt you? Question mark. Two laugh emojis. Uh, you're bitter and hurt. All right. It'll almost come off the top of the tongue because it's learned. These are standard program NPC. Uh, bite backs to basically diagnose, which is controlling. 
right? They're going, I'm not hearing you out. I'm just going to challenge you. You must be gay. You must don't like women. You know what I mean? And it's never anything different. It, it, there's never a denial of what you're saying is not true. So this is toxic behavior. And they will do what? They will gaslight you. They will tell you you're toxic. Well, only you are dealing with that. You just don't know how to deal with women. Um, where are you meeting these women? See, these are all manipulative, toxic responses to real issues. And they come out almost repetitively the same no matter where the person's from. The response will always be the same, meaning this is a, this is a learned behavior. So going in, I'm going to finish this point and go into the Super Chats. The things that I'm going to describe, these top five things about toxic people, none of these things are illegal. Yeah, the how dare you. How dare you. None of these things are illegal. So uh, I've often told you guys, when men manipulate women, oftentimes it's considered illegal. There may be a law associated with it to prevent you from doing it, all right? Uh, there could be arrest that happens. Now, when women are toxic or manipulative to men, there's no law. So none of these things will be considered illegal. And matter of fact, they will be considered like, hey, this is common. This is common. This is what you have to deal with. So they'll they'll be like um, emotional terrorism, which does favor women where they're more emotional. They're not as physical. And since they're not as physical, they have to use emotional terrorism. Like men can use physical terrorism. I was talking to a young junior college girl yesterday, all right, before she was getting slayed. We were talking, <laughs> and she said, um, she said, I didn't, you know, she was like, she's understanding because she's 25, right? She's learning still. And she said, uh, you know, I didn't realize that as a man, you're constantly under threat of physical, uh, physical violence amongst another man. And so everywhere you go, you constantly have to figure out this hierarchy, right? Who's the alpha? If somebody brushes your shoulder, you have to decide, do you want to challenge that man for brushing your shoulder? Did he do it intentionally? If you challenge him, you can get hurt and attacked physically, or you can attack him and hurt him physically. It could escalate in violence really quick. So women don't have to deal with that per se, um, but men always have to deal with this. Like we can get our teeth pushed back in the back of our throat at any moment, no matter where we are. And this is physical terrorism. Women use emotional terrorism, which is worse, which is worse. And the way they do it is when they learn this in junior high school. Okay, they they learn this in junior high school, like junior high school girls will use emotional terrorism from seventh grade all the way up to 10th and 11th grade, and they'll be needling each other all the way through. It might escalate into a fight, but rarely so. And then they'll go into adulthood and they'll have a beef with somebody way back from junior high school. And this woman called me this, this B called me that. All right. And you're like, why y'all mad at each other? Well, back in seventh grade, see, they never get the physicality over and end it. So it keeps going. It keeps going and never stops, all right, unless the person leaves and transfers. So this is called emotional terrorism, and women are great at it, and they use it against men all the time because men don't have time for that. Men are like, well, can we get a conclusion to this? No, we can't get a conclusion to this. This is always going to be a thing, all right? So um, um, this is the thing that you need to remember about that. The next thing is most of these things are normalized in relationships. Most of the people think these are, are normal things that you deal with. And uh, many people will encourage you to accept dealing with it or they'll give you tactics to deal with it, right? So if a person's toxic, a person that might be selling you a course or might be saying this is how you deal with these things as a man, they'll teach you something like masculine frame. Okay, use your masculine frame when a woman's toxic, right? So instead of saying don't deal with toxic women, 
Or instead of saying women correct from being toxic, we don't do that because it's not illegal. It's what they do. So they'll say whole masculine frame when woman's toxic. You see what I mean? So we are encouraged to deal with it in order to deal with women. And some women will call you weak if you don't deal with it. There's particularly groups of black women that will say, well, you don't know how to handle me. You need to be a real man to handle me. If you don't want to handle me, that's why you that's why you go to white girls, because you can't handle a black woman. See, that's basically saying we're toxic. You can't handle us. Right. And this is why you're doing this behavior. Right. And so in our society, we allow these things to happen and we allow them other people to be toxic. And you say, well, that's what you have to deal with. All right. And I, I played the clip up front, basically describing this or basically uh, showing this has the person has been called out on her behavior or she's been confronted with it. And she's basically like, well, if you don't want to deal with it, this is me. Listen to okay, this. Biggest turnoffs. Biggest turnoffs. Attitude. Um, what kind of attitude? You know, snobby, bitchy type. Give me an example. Like if you sitting there complaining about everything, okay. you know what I mean? That's just negative energy. Like, yeah. I mean, it, you complaining ain't gonna do me no good. Do you like black girls? Of course. And I'm just like, bitchy me, attitude me, complain a lot, me. I guess I'm not his type. So she acknowledged that she's toxic. Bitchy me, attitude me, complain a lot me. Meaning I'm gonna be toxic no matter what. You're gonna have to deal with it. I guess I'm not your type. All right, and then they'll play coochie games, right? And if he loves you, he's going to understand it. But if you playing with a nigga who already got options, coochie games not going to work. Mm -mm. What will work with a guy who has so many options? Nothing. And so those two women are discussing manipulation, being toxic. Okay, and then what what's going to work with the guys who have options? Nothing. All right, and the one woman used a gaslighting, or she used the tactic of um shame. Right? You don't do you like black girls? All right. So these are the things that that we deal with and we think it's normal, but it's not illegal. All right. And last couple of points on this one. Some women may want to use these toxic behaviors in order to escalate things into a full blown argument. OK, or they use it for passionate sex or they use it uh, for violent sex. Right. The, we call it the great fantasy, which is very common. All right. Just take me, put me down, throw me on the bed and pin me down, right? These things are you. So this kind of needling at you emotionally, terrorizing you, even though she's in a relationship and quote unquote loves you, she will still escalate these things into a full-blown fight. I've been near relationships with women like that when I was younger. And you're like, what is going on? And really, she just wanted to be pinned down. Take me like a caveman and throw me over your shoulder and just slam me in the bedroom. Put me in my place. I want to be with a man that tells me no. But I ain't going to listen, but I need a man to tell me no. That's that's toxic. OK, and I need him to put me in my place and put me against the wall and yell at me. But then later on, it's a domestic violence charge. OK, later on, the police are called. So it's a, it's a way for her to control the Hulk. And she knows she can poke the bear and she knows she's protected legally if something goes awry. And sometimes she might want it to go awry in order to command your attention and control you. So this is toxic. Women, right? Um, we're going to go into the countdown. I'm going to do some super chats and catch up. But I wanted to highlight as a means to use a visual aid here on my show that there's been movies that have been already made highlighting this type of toxic controlling behavior. Hollywood has already done it. Oftentimes they do it glamorously and they go above and beyond. A single white female was a version of a toxic roommate. 
uh, that was basically copying her, right? Copying her in order to gain access and actually slept with the with the uh, with the boyfriend, right? Um, obsessed was an example of a toxic person pursuing the relationship and using manipulation. Obviously, it was very grand, grandiose. Many people have been with apex predators like this. But obsessed is an example of a toxic person. Hand that rocks the cradle. The hand that rocks the cradle. Uh, somebody that was toxic, basically uh, had toxic behavior. Remember the uh, black uh, uh, groundskeeper? She was using manipulation. She got in close with the child. She even breastfed the child, if I'm not mistaken, at one point. Um, and um, it actually was trying to get with the husband and get have an affair and trying to delete the wife. All right, this is hand that rocks the cradle. A thin line between love and hate. Uh, highlights this toxic behavior, right? And so she was actually able to get away with a lot of things legally, sure, no jail time. And a lot of it was funny. A lot of it was funny, right? You you were like, it was funny because he wasn't being hurt physically. He was being hurt emotionally and abused, although he did try to manipulate her. Uh, Lynn Whitfield played a great toxic person. Uh, the crush with, um, I always forget her name. The crush was an example of a teenage toxic woman, all right, and in which she used manipulation and coercion to get in close to the male, get him to commit a crime, essentially, or at least get her get him close enough to say a crime occurred. And then she uh, tore into him. And again, this is an example of learned behavior. She was able to do it, get away with so much because it was believed that why would she do that? Right. But about fatal attraction. Fatal attraction, Alicia Silverstone, right? Yeah, uh, fatal attraction was another toxic uh, type of behavior, which she appeared to be the sympathetic person initially, but then she went overboard, even slitting her wrist and putting bunny rabbits in pots, right? I mean, it went, uh, to, it went like excessively, and she was saying, "Hey, we can sleep together. I will be, um, I will be uh, discreet." This is fine. And then he 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 had sex with her, right? He he he. Um, and it went and it sold. Everybody knew it. Basic instinct manipulation. <laughs> I can't barely show this clip. Uh, here it is, right here. Basic instinct was another uh toxic person who was predatory towards the male. Used manipulation. Used at least a peek at her peace leave and an investigation. And none of it was illegal until she was ice picking you. All right. So these are examples that have been used in Hollywood to depict the toxic person in relationships. And oftentimes the man has to almost be physically abused and assaulted for people to go, wow, this is crazy. And so there's a lot of great ones that you are naming right now um, that uh, I didn't have chance to pull up, but um, check those out. And I'm not promoting Netflix or anything like that. Let's get to the super chats. Super chats in the building. What do we got here? Over here. All right, we're back over here on this screen over here. All right, shout out to Red. Uh, sorry, Albert Wesker says uh, women today are more toxic than Captain Planet's villains. <laughs> um, and then, and and then this is actually what they will call this is misogyny, right? This is the way they defend this. Instead of saying, "Yeah, this is this is true," we can stand to correct correct our behavior. But me talking about it makes me a misogynist. You know, this is targeting women. You shouldn't be talking about women. Uh, what Nicki Minaj and her group is doing to the manosphere is they're going, we're not going to correct the behavior. You just shouldn't talk about us. You know, and you're going, wow, you're 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 not going to you're not going to give up any else. 
I think that's a form of toxic and manipulation when they just say, we refuse to listen to anything you're saying over there. All right. It's all misogyny just because you're talking about us. Why are you allowed to talk about black women? What, what, what made them, what makes you, what makes you immune to being talked about? What, what rules are in place? Well, the problem is there's rules in place. You can't talk about them. You can't correct them. You can't call them out. Um, even women have found that out. What was the lady? I, you see, I can, I can quote lyrics, but I can't think of people's name. The lady that called out bonnet wearers in airports. Monique is her name. Monique. Monique called out the women in airports and she tried to be nice. Well, I just want to say, sisters, we really got to respect ourselves. What happened? Cancel. That's toxic. Dirty Dan says XX is one Idris Elba and will give it to Pookie. Oh, that I remember that. Yeah, they'll give it to Pookie. They want Idris Elba. Who's the who's your ideal man? Idris Elba. And you're like, you ain't going to be nowhere near close to an Idris Elba. All right. And not only that, that also you've also seen younger women crave for Idris Elba. Who's basically a poster of a, a, of a standard man. I ain't mad at Idris Elba at all. Uh, pause. But but uh, there goes the older man, younger woman dynamic as well. He's a gentleman and he's muscular and, um, you know, he looks alpha. But he's a gentleman at the same time. So he is the. He is the ideal portrait of them for a certain point in their lives, but at the same time, Pookie getting the peace lead. All right. Yeah, he looks old, wise, sage masculine and all of that right uh rooster coburn i call you shout out to the coach gang coaches the goat in this space do you think that razor ramon had the poke and he says i'm just saying he had the blood clot allegedly that crossed my mind that crossed my mind brother all right actually when i was reading the story because i kept reading and rereading the story and i said mm. you know what crossed my mind i was like oh blood clot i was like uh oh dun dun Game over. Wow. So I'm glad that crossed your mind. Good people think great minds think alike. Yeah, it crossed my mind this morning. Yep. Ricky Wester says, giving a little something because I'm able to and because it's well deserved. He says, French toast props do. My goodness. Thank you, uh, Ricky Webster. Man, he giving it in. He putting it in. Who else is over here? All right. A couple people already joined the bracket challenge. Um, Joshua Calvin, he says, uh, what is it? I can't read what it says here. Women will threaten to delete themselves. Oh yeah. That's a good, yeah. That was a, that, that one right there. That is a big time toxic behavior. They will come, they will say they're going to delete themselves. Um, I have some experience with that in a relationship that I had that shall remain nameless in which, um, at one point of, I want to say, we were in counseling at the time. Now, she had threatened to delete herself, all right, and did it so much that I, at one point I said, well, go ahead, all right? <laughs> right? After you're here for so many years, you're like, well, go ahead, all right? Um, just to, I said, just don't make it, just make it neat, you know, in a, in a fit of uh, responding back. All right, you, you're doing this again. All right, just go ahead and do it. I knew she wouldn't do it because um, narcissists don't do it. They use it as control. So later on in a hearing, she tried to use that as a means to say that uh, I was not sympathetic towards her or trying to help her, although she was not getting her own help. Now, she said that, and somebody objected to her. I think her attorney said, don't say that. 
her attorney said, don't use that because you can lose custody of your kids if you use that. Because that gives him an open door to say, see, she's not emotionally stable. And she had to withdraw it. Now, think about that. Think about that. They didn't even think. I'm like, you ain't even helping yourself. So she used it as a way to guilt me and, and being mean to her and being not considerate of her mental state, but then didn't realize that she's going to lose custody of her kids by using that in, in testimony. Uh-huh. Yeah. She got close. And it almost backfired on her. <laughs> and so she never brought it up again. It never got brought up again. Never, ever, ever, ever again. But she used it in, in counseling. She used it with friends. She used it with family. Until we got to court, it was gone. It was like, what happened to that? What happened to that? He sold so much of a mean guy. He said to go ahead and delete off yourself. Yep. It's crazy. I had to kind of tell you what it was. And this is all allegedly. <laughs> it's all allegedly. Who is this? Uh, Mr. Glucose, when an XX is drunk, that's her true nature. Oh, man. Are you sure about that? You can blame it on the alcohol. Blame it on the Uh, It lowers the inhibitions. It lowers the inhibitions. All right. Yeah, what they're going to do on alcohol, even if it's not even real alcohol, they had studies in which women thought they were drunk and they behaved loosely, but they weren't even drunk. There's been shows on, uh, what do you call it, like Maury or Ricky Lake, and the girls thought they were drunk, but they weren't really drunk. And they were behaving as if they thought they were drunk. It's crazy, man. I'm telling you, man, and, and what that is is manipulation. They're usually able to use that. Well, I didn't know what I was doing. I passed out. I blanked out. I didn't know what I was doing. I was drunk, tore back. I didn't know. I didn't think I would do it. I normally wouldn't do it in my mental state, but I was drunk. Nobody else gets away with that. Men don't get away with that. You should know. This is why when grape happens, the woman can say, well, I was drunk. And he took advantage of me. And then they said, well, was he drunk? Yeah, he was partying all night. He was drunk too. So, so when he's drunk, he could take uh he could take, he's supposed to be able to control himself. But when you're drunk, you have no control over yourself. That's when you stare at them, Martin Luther Lee. That's when you go, you'd be like, huh? So, so what you're saying is only women can be victims when they're drunk. Only women can say, I have no accountability when I'm drunk. But but men, they're fully aware, they're accountable, they can make it make sense. See, when you get this type of bite back, it's misogyny. <laughs> right? And this is how the world works. Last two, Mehmet the second coach, did uh did you read about the woman in San Diego that stabbed and that stabbed an officer in the chest that was serving her an eviction notice? Folks are getting desperate. Whoa. Whoa. So there it is. These women ain't supposed to hit the streets. We don't see them hitting the streets. They're getting evicted right now. They're getting evicted right now. Stabbing dudes, offers in her chest. All right. Shout out to Jason Webb. Shout out to you, man. All right. Uh, last one. Uh, Shaquille says, word, after I got that black eye, after being a bully, I learned my lesson. See, this is how men learn. We have to be physically... It has to be physical, like you have to physically lose your freedom. You have to physically be picking your teeth up off the floor. 
All right. That's when you learn. You have to physically get a black eye. You have to hit your head, hard head. You have to hit your head. Oh, <laughs> this is how men learn. You can't just tell them we hard headed. And a hard head makes for a soft ass. All right. So uh, let's see here. Let's get into reason number five. Who's ready for this? Who's ready? Uh, reason number five. I'm oh, sorry. Way number five. Top signs that a woman's in your life is toxic. Your girlfriend or your wife. Is she isolates you from your friends or family. We talked about this. So we're not going to talk about it long. But she isolates you from your friends and your family. Now, this one starts off very innocently. It starts off innocent. Many times, um, um, it will start off because she's, I always want to be with you. I always want to be around you. And then she might say, well, you can go with your friends or, you, hey, let's go with your, if you go with your friends, I want to go too. All right. So she's always going to want to be tagging along with you. Now, you're going to want this initially because of what we're going to talk about a little bit later. But this type of thing is a, a, a person that is, has an attachment issue, all right? And so they may be immature. They may be developing their senses. They don't understand that, hey, you can't be around me all the time. Now, as a man, you will want her around all the time because there's something in it for you. But it starts off innocently and playful. It's not like, no, don't hang out with them. It's, why would you want to hang out with them when you can hang out with me? And it will make sense. You will say, well, there's a great benefit to me hanging out with you instead of my friends. And it will slowly develop into an isolation. All right. Then it will be guilt tripping. Hey, I'm going with my boys. We're having a boys weekend. Oh, my God. All right. Can I go with you first? I want to go down to the lake. I just want to go down to the lake. I can be fun, too. I can hang out with your friends. Your friends like me. Don't your friends like me? And you're like, yeah, but I just want to get away. I just want to be away. And you're scared to say that because you're scared to lose the woman. Okay, and so then she will start to isolate you. Well, instead of going to boys weekend, uh, just hang out with me and we'll have fun. All right. And they may be a claim being made by one or both of you guys that that you're all she needs and she's all that you need. All right. Hey, I got I'm everything to you. Um, I'm fun. I'm fun. All right. I can come and enjoy the things you like to enjoy. All right, and we can enjoy them together instead of you being with your friends and families. All right, she'll consist, um, she'll promise you things like some peace leave. All right, I'll bang you all weekend long. Any on Saturday and Sunday, anytime you want it, I'll just be here laying on the couch. You can take it. Right, and so you'll say, well, instead of going to my friend's house, instead of going with my family, I'll do this. Right, and every weekend it's going to be eventually spent with her, where you're doing the fair, festival, family, and, and um, farmers market. And she'll want to do things on a date. Let's have fun. I'll reward you. And then sooner or later, then it's guilt tripping, right? It's guilt tripping. Hey, you're going out with your friends again? Oh, my God. So why are you in that bowling league? Bowling's stupid. She then starts putting down your hobbies, right? Or putting down your family. Oh, your family doesn't like me. I don't want to be around them. Um, so um, a lot of guys will say, hey, my, my girl is my ride or die. She's my best friend. And you'll typically will take her around. But... But but why why you're there while you're there having fun with your friends or your family, she wants to leave. Oh, I'm ready to leave. Okay, instead of uh, you know ingratiating yourself and being enjoying the moment, she will be say, well, "Let's go. It's time to go. The kids need to be put to bed. Um, we're we're not ready to be here. It's too far. Your family lives too far. We got an hour drive. All right, she's ready to put an end to a to a or a kibosh. All right, she might act out. She might act out against you if she's drunk in front of your friends and family and embarrass you." 
Okay. And so you'll choose her over your friends and your family. And this is controlling mate guarding. This is all this is. It's controlling, it's mate guarding, it's selfish behavior. It's immature. All right. Again, I also said at the beginning of the show, people do these things and they don't realize that uh, they've done it so long that they don't realize that this is toxic. Okay. And they've done it so long and people let them get away with it so long that men develop strategies to counter it instead of correcting them and say, hell no, if you do this, you're out. Okay. If you do this, you're out. If there, if a relationship ends, she, she won't admit that she did any of the things. What's, what's wrong with that? I love you. And I just want to be around you all the time. This is toxic. This is toxic. And when people are developing these bonds, this is typically what happens. She does things uncontrollably, right? Can you blame me? I just want to be with you. I just want to lay with you in bed. I just want to cuddle. All right. This also happens when you're hooking up with a woman. All right. And uh, she also just doesn't want to leave. You know, this is a hookup. You know, this is a friend with benefit. You start putting on your shoes. Can you spend the night? Uh, you know, I'm not used to this type of type of relationships. It's just you hitting it and leave. Well, that's what we've been doing. Or you'd be like, hey, it's time for you to go. Why don't you gather your stuff? Uh, you're just going to kick me out, huh? See, these are the things that they use. This is all manipulation, right? So anyway, she got you in there. She led with this. And then now she's manipulating you and making you feel guilty. Uh, these things also helps leads to her being able to abuse you emotionally and verbally, right? So everything will lead to an argument. If you're with a person and everything leads to an argument, this is a toxic relationship. Many of you guys don't know anything but toxic relationships. Like I said, things are normalized. You shouldn't be arguing all the time, all right? I always say second argument, you're done as far as I'm concerned. If we get into a heated discussion and it's an argument and then we got to never go to bed mad, all right? And I got to do that. By the second time, you're out. I'm not dealing with this. You need to be able to discuss things logically and swiftly. We're not going to have an hour talk. We need to get this out, all right? It's neither your way or my way. So if everything leads to an argument, this is toxic behavior and this is abuse, right? Verbal abuse. Um, and she'll get away with verbally abusing you and maybe poking a bear, maybe physically abusing you, all right? Uh, this leads to SHIT testing, which again is another proof that men, instead of correcting women's behavior, we correct strategies in order to deal with the behavior. So shit testing is what we call in our sphere what women do to either fig figure out how to control you or to see how serious you are as a, as a mate. There may be another bull in the ring and she might put you through some tests. All right. Um, and this is what this is what people do. And we say whole masculine frame. And this is how you de beat this shit test. Right. This is just proving that this is toxic behavior. All right. Uh, she'll test her limits, test her limits. All right. Let me see how far I can get away with this. And they'll do it on purpose. Girl, you know what you should do? You should try to do this. Girl, you know what you should do? You should try to do this. They'll do this. They'll sit down. They'll sit down and talk about this. And uh, you guys want proof? All right, that I'm not making this up. I'll play this clip again. And if he loves you, he's going to understand that. But if you playing with a nigga who already got options, coochie game's not going to work. Mm -mm. What will work with a guy who has so many options? Nothing. Okay, there, there's proof right there what I'm talking about. Well, if he understands, if you got a Negro that understands, he'll understand. He'll do this. But if he got options, he ain't going to do this. This is what I'm talking about. This is testing. This is testing limits. All right, this is the toxic behavior I'm talking about. So um, she may want to have rough sex with you. I've already identified that. Some people like that. Some women don't know anything less. If you're not being, she might just want to be dominated. And the only way she could do it is arouse your emotions, okay? But these things are dangerous because it's domestic. Oftentimes, these also are domestic violence 
uh, lawsuits at the end of the day. All right. So people that need to take it to this limit, oftentimes it goes too far. Right. And then now you got a domestic violation case. This is toxic. All right. So let me see. Uh, I'll do number four and quickly and then get back to the super chats. Uh, number four. Oh, let me put up my little slide. Over here. Number four uh, of the top five signs. You got a toxic girlfriend or wife. Uh, they never take accountability for their actions. We've been talking about this so much in the sphere. It's almost considered an old talking point. <laughs> All right. Um, people in the manosphere are tired of old talking points. They want to develop new ones. Go ahead. I mean, because we've all stole all of them from each other, right? <laughs> and there's always God. I didn't steal nothing. All right. So uh, never takes accountability for actions. I'll tell you where this shows up. Typically, it shows up. Um, it can show up in relationship to her job. All right. Her boss fired her for no reason. <laughs> right. He fired me for no reason. My boss hates me. My boss doesn't want to give me a raise. They gave a promotion over this person because blah. All right. Nothing is ever their fault. Despite the fact that you showed up late, you leave early for work, you got an attitude, you're not a team player, nobody wants to work with you, everybody hates you, they can't fire you because you fill a quota, you'll you'll file a lawsuit if they fire you, they know you'll follow, file a lawsuit if you get fired, and despite the fact that your job file looks like um, a rap sheet from a dude named Pookie, it, it's still everybody else's fault. Well, I was just late once, once every week. All right. So um, you're not considering the other reasons as to why the straw broke the camel's back. Uh, this will show up in school. My teacher don't like me. My teacher hates me. My teacher is racist. My teacher, blah, blah, blah. My, my teacher is always picking on me. Despite the fact that you're talking in class, you're disrupting the class. You don't do your assignments on time. OK, your assignments are sloppy. The, the teacher probably is racist or sexist or whatever it is. But that doesn't still uh, make up for the fact that you're not a good student, all right, and you're disruptive. So let's take an accountability for your actions to see what happened. Most of the time, people don't pick on people for no reason, okay? You're late to class. You walk in late talking shit, all right? You pick on the male students. You The male students pick on you. Uh, it, it could be a combination of things. People don't like people for no reason, or you give off bad vibes. So this could be uh, what happens, and all the time she will she will be talking to you. This happened at my job, <laughs> right? Um, this happened at my job. This happened at my school. This happened in my, my past relationships. All my past relationships were bad because the men were toxic. Okay, and you don't acknowledge your toxicity. Uh, your friends, your friends' fault. It was your friends' fault. My friends misled me to do this. My friends forced me to do this. They coerced me to do this. I only did this, blah, blah, blah. All right, my ex-boyfriends. My ex-boyfriends were all ex-convicts, and they were bad at relationships. And you're going, mm. most time it's the common denominator. So a lot of people will walk around here because they've never been accountable for anything, and they don't realize accountability is a thing. All right, and they refuse to be corrected. A refusal to be corrected is toxic. All right. And I have this, too, because I have a God complex. So. <laughs> but without with that being said, with that being said, um, you know, sometimes we they, they, you guys are mentioning the uh, damsel in distress. The damsel in distress is a type of manipulation. It's a tactic. It's not it does. It doesn't make them toxic, but it's basically makes them immature. Like immature people use damsel in distress, but a lot of women will use damsel in distress very early in relationships, very early. Right. My 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 baby daddy, he's coming to my house. 
All right, here he comes. He's coming. Police, come here fast. You come here fast, my new boyfriend. Come fast. All right, Um, the, the repo man's outside. My flat tire. All right, my boss just fired me at work. Um, the, the sheriff is here to evict me. All right, come get me. They're putting my stuff out on the street. Uh, I got a child support hearing, and my baby daddy, uh, my baby, baby daddy might threaten me in the parking lot. Can you come? All right. Um, trying to think of all the damsel and distresses uh, that you would typically have. Oh, I have to move this weekend. I have to move right out, right out of the blue. I got to move all my stuff out. Uh, my roommate's tripping. I got to move out of my house. All right. You come. Do you have a truck? Pack all your stuff in the car. And she's you come and everything's crazy. She throwing stuff in your car. You just looking around like what? They didn't came and turn my lights off. It's the damsel in distress is used a lot. And early, most time with young women. And it's basically sickening when older women do it. Because you're like, ain't nobody about to, you know, my phone about to get cut off. Can you pay a couple hundred dollars? I need $40 for gas. This is all damsel in distress. And it's a shit test. It's the test where you are in the relationship. And there's no pass or fail. Like if you tell her to kick rocks, sometimes it's a pass. If you tell her to kick rocks and she was just testing you and she had a better bull in the ring, it was a way for her to get rid of you. So these are all manipulative tactics. Let's get to the super chats, all right? So we got the top five. That was number four. Number five is isolation from your family and friends. And of course, men can do these things too. Uh, but I've never dated men, so I can't speak on it. Number four, uh, never takes accountability for her actions. Sorry, everything is everybody else's fault. That is a big one, guys. If you hear that one, you best run. Uh, Shaquille, I should got you already. Busy, Izzy, 87. Coach, what do you think of blanket statements like they don't, wait, don't lead with money? Oh, don't lead with money. While I agree to not overdo it and get played, why do some guys drive fancy cars, wear fancy watches, and brand name clothing, right? I got money. Yeah, that one can get tricky. That one can get tricky. Um, I, I know what they mean. Never lead with money. Um, but But still, there's guys that lead with money all the time. Again, I always put it in the you paid category, right? So we kind of box each other in on these things and statements and challenge each other with these philosophies, which is okay. Challenging philosophy is okay. Uh, calling people name and weak and, and an incel and all of that is not okay. Or a trick, it, that, that's not okay. That's just manipulation. So let's just be honest. Most men lead with money. I mean, women can smell money. I've been in situations where women know who has the money and who not most of the time. Most of the time, women will say things like, I want to go where rich men and go. They want to go to those workout facilities. They'll they'll sign up for Equinox and barely can pay the men membership. What is that? That 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 basically means if you go to Equinox, highly likely you have money. Right. So and highly likely you signed up there to go with the attractive women instead of the porkers. there trying to lose weight on January 2nd. So that is basically all tactics and strategy for people positioning themselves with the right mates. All right. Instead of going to the nightclubs with Tyrone, I'm going to go to lounges. I'm going to go to cigar lounge. A woman will intentionally do that as a as to get around men with money. Men will wear nice watches to identify wealth. They will wear jewelry. Some men will wear nice suits. Some men will wear shoes. All right. That uh, express wealth. Colognes. So these are all things that basically lead with money without leading with your wallet. But I think what they're saying is when you don't lead with money, I know then they're saying don't lead with a fancy date. 
right? Don't leave with a fancy date. So I get that, right? Don't tell them all that you have. Don't, so it's kind of weird. Do you just do you show up with a busted beater as a car, or what are you? What are we doing here? It, it's a it's a tough conversation, but you know maybe we can have that. We can have that conversation. A lot of guys in the chat be trying to get my attention by putting me down, but not sure if you're putting me down for real or if you what are you doing? Uh, if you're just going to name call, that's not a way to get attention. You're just going to get, uh, we're going to get on timeout or delete it. All right. So we're not calling names around here. If you don't like a behavior and because you can't afford it, that's one thing. So I try not to judge. I try not to judge. What I do is, uh, the young brother over there, Ramil has this thing called shame, blame, and explain, which I don't understand what it means, but people have been using it. I don't shame how anyone does anything. I explain how you do it, but I typically don't leave with shame first. I don't say you're a this, you're a one, you're a peace leave uh, beggar, you're a this. I, I typically don't do that, but I explain why you're doing things, and then I will try to make it make make it make sense as to why you're doing it, and put it in a category. But you know, just, so but I typically do that in defense of what other person has said in the name call. So you shamed, and then it went back to, well, you do the same thing. I think what men and women don't understand, I think what men don't understand is we're doing the exact same thing. And I want men to understand this. You guys are doing the exact same thing. We're just doing it differently. <laughs> you know what I mean? We're not doing anything different. We're just doing it a little bit to gain an advantage how we want to gain it as long as we're comfortable with it. But on the on the opposite side, what we do then is say, if you don't do it this way, you're not a what? Real man, you're not a. Like, if you do it this way, you're not. But then I can prove you're doing it the same way. It's kind of a weird thing what men do. But th this is a um, this is a philosophical space. So we can afford to have those conversations. The conversations are helpful. But when it comes down to then name calling, which I don't know if I do, I'm sure somebody can point out things that I do that could be considered name calling. You probably can. And it might be funny or, or something like that. I might call you a time trick in response to the trick. But, but I try to explain why what you're doing is almost no different the results are either the, the end result, the end game is the same. The result is the same. The, the intention is almost the same. And the act is almost similar. It's almost similar. But then we will say, nah, you shouldn't do it exactly that way. But find out you're actually doing it that way. I don't know. I call you a Mitch. P, P sitting down. <laughs> Son husband. <clears throat> Knuckle dragger. Ham and egger. So I do call names. But it's for comedy. <laughs> it's for comedy purposes. All right. Anyway, higher image status last. Oh, sorry. Lone Wolf. The Lone Brown Wolf says um, when she starts showing her toxic behavior, hand her the pink slip with a not eligible for rehire checked. Get a passport or two. NWO at the gate. Shout out to you. Gump. Yeah. Um. You know, I am caught the pot calling the kettle black. But those are all just funny names. <laughs> yeah.
it's not something that can say, you know, because those are names outside of the behavior. You know what I mean? You're, you know, it's classes. <laughs> it's classes behavior. But yeah, man, I would say to guys, the biggest thing you can control is not being able to, is basically walking away from women who are toxic. We're talking about men dealing with women. If she's toxic, you have to walk away. You got to be able to say, no, baby, no. It's okay. Last one, higher image status, you can't untoxic them. Don't try. That is actually an important statement. You can't untoxic them. They, they can actually maybe learn. And a lot of times, one sign is if a woman is toxic and you've walked away, if she continues to reach out to you without an apology, or she lets a couple of weeks go by and says, you know, I've been missing you. I've been missing you. All right. Um, if she does that without an apology on her knees or at your door in a trench coat naked underneath and an apology on her knees, then she's being toxic and manipulative because what she wants is what they call a clean slate. I want to start over fresh. That is a manipulation tactic typically used by women, but I'm sure men use it. I just don't have the experience with men pause to say if they use it or not, but if someone wants to start over in a clean with a clean slate in a relationship, that means they effed up. And if they did not apologize, that's toxic for them to come back and say, well, we can agree to disagree. Let's just start over fresh. Nope. No, that's a no. That's a no, ma'am. That like the Lone Brown Will says not for rehire, not eligible for rehire. Okay, boy, man. I mean, I, I guess you know what? What is it about people trying to grab my attention <laughs> in the in the soup in the live chat? All right, so uh, let's see here. Let's get in here. Number three. Oh, that's four. Where's my producer? Number three. They have poor judgment in friends. This is a toxic girlfriend or wife. Again, men can do this too. I just don't know. You can explain it from your side. But poor judgment in friends. Now, we're supposed to be told that women are the smartest, they're the, they're the most mature, and all of this stuff. But if you look at their the people that they hang out with, sometimes that can tell you about themselves, like birds of a feather flock together, right? Show me four poor people, and if you show me four of your poor friends, I'll show you a fifth one, right? You'll be the fifth. So birds of a feather flock together. And a lot of times if their female friends are bad in terms of reputation, if they are, you know, your sex in the city cohort or your girl trip cohort and um, you got four slutty friends and I just hang out with them for entertainment type of woman, your girlfriend says. This is all a lie and manipulation, right? So people aren't like she can be this bored with life to be different from them and just hang out with them for entertainment, right? And in this instance, if she has bad judgment in selecting friends, meaning for your relationship to survive, if she chooses this friend to, to hang out with and she's bad as a person or he's bad, then by virtue of that, it's going to interfere with your relationship. So if she hangs out with a slutty person. She meets a, a neighbor and that neighbor's a slutty neighbor and they start hanging out at bars and clubs when previously she wasn't. And she had needed the friend to entice her to go out. And then they start living a certain lifestyle or she misses a lifestyle that she wanted to previously live. Streets. That right there 
it's bad judgment and friends. Now, they'll be thick as thieves. This is what you have to understand. It will come to a point where if you criticize them for having bad judgment, why are you always criticizing the friends that I select? Well, because they hoes and they're bad for our relationship. All right. So that's why I'm being critical. Can't you see the behavior that they're doing is forcing you to do certain things and it's leading to what? Arguments. They have alcohol, potentially drugs, In these potentially carousel. They cover for each other. Friends who cover for each other are all toxic. Say, for instance, she's with a friend and um, she covers, you know, your girlfriend covers for her. Oh, uh, if, if Tamika's boyfriend calls, tell tell him that Tamika was uh, slept over here. <laughs> now, if you saw her do that and you participated in the cover up. Now, you know, good and damn well, that's going to happen to you. And then you would have to reflect all the way back. Hmm. Have I ever called Tamika's house? And they said, oh, Vanessa out here drunk. She passed out on the couch. Or you know in the future that that's going to come up. Well, I don't do this. I'm not that type of person, but I just do want to protect. And her hus- her boyfriend and her husband's abusive. And that's why she's out there. Right? That right there is an admission of guilt. And it's either an admission that you're, you got bad friends or an admission that you are all out 304. In these streets. Okay, either way, it's bad. There's no way to make good on that one. There's no way to make good. Now, I will say, as a friend, you would want friends to be doing something like this. But in terms of your relationship, you don't want your, you don't want your spouse or your partner to have anything to do with that. Should you even catch them doing that, that is immediately a major red flag, and that's grounds for dismissal. Any Anything that they will use to cover for that is manipulation. Well, it's just me, and it's not me, and they're the slutty friends, and I don't want to do this, and I don't want her to be mad, and she the queen bee, and she's going to attack me and isolate me and ostracize me. That's all manipulation for you, all right? That's because she has bad judgment in friends. Uh, next one is uh, her loud of a, or obnoxious friends. If she's all the way around, always around, say she sees an executive, but all of her friends are straggle daggles. That's a bad sign. <laughs> okay, so they're loud and obnoxious. When they come over, they might disrespect you. Um, the friends might actually outright diss you. And you're looking at your girl like, do I need to call the nurse? And you're like, why you need to call the nurse? Because somebody gonna need an amylamps up in here. She keep talking to me like that. No, 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 no. She just uh, when she she get like that when she drunk. All right, somebody gonna get hurt talking to like this. And sometimes these people will be reckless with your personal information because your wife or spouse or girlfriend who has bad judgment and friends shares personal information about you with these friends. And these people will be reckless about the mouth and they will pop off and at the wrong time and say something about you. That's why you can't last more than five strokes. You sitting there like, huh? Wait, hold up. Ho, 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 hold up, hold up. Game. Who said I can't last more than five strokes? All right. And then you looking around. Well, I ain't heard nothing. Well, the, the reason is she has bad judgment. And now that's leading for you to be now. Now you got to confront your girl. Wait, man, what are you telling her what happened in my bed? What's going on here? Don't let them talk. Wait, now they telling everybody. And these friends, these friends are obnoxious. They're uncontrollable. They, they can't keep their mouth shut. All of a sudden, you getting your home invaded because they up in your house and they straggle daggles. And then all of a sudden, they boyfriends call coming up all in your house. 
All right. And you're like, what is going on? What the, what the hell is this? Well, if that's just my man, don't worry about him. And he a pit bull. And so they'll go about judging you. Oftentimes women will, will tell you 10 negative things about their boyfriend before they tell their friends a positive thing so that you look like a complete a-hole in front of these straggle daggles. And then they ready to set you up uh, to get clapped. So if her friends are untrustworthy, it's a sign that she has poor judgment, right? That's toxic. Um, she talks ish about her friends. So say, for instance, she hangs with friends. And then when she hangs around you, she talks stuff about the friends that she's friends with. Mm. You're going, wait a minute. Why you hang out with them sluts? Why you hang out with them hoes? Well, they fun. Uh, they beneath me, but I love them girls. That's that's toxic and it's going to hurt your relationship. OK, um, they also have a constant rotation of friends and besties. Oh, my bestie. Next week, new bestie, old bestie gone. All right. Six months later, six weeks later, new bestie. That friend is gone. This is toxic. They have bad judgment and friends or they're the common denominator in which they run the friends off. All right. I know someone like this, that they're they're good. They're a good person. But when they meet people. They just start popping off at the mouth. Not negatively, they just get motor mouth. And then, blah, 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 which after a week, her friends start looking at her ass like, and I think they're uncomfortable and they're trying to win the friends over, but they just talk, 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 cutting off, don't let people interject, and you're going. And then the friends figure it out and they like, we can't be around them. She's reckless. She don't let us talk. She's judgmental. She talks shit about her previous friends and we're the new friends. How you going to talk about the previous shit about it's kind of like when you get into a relationship with a woman and she talks shit about all her exes and you're like, shit, I'm next. <laughs> Same thing is when a woman gets with a friend, she starts popping off at her old friends and talking shit and giving secrets about her old friends. And the new friends are like, they staring at her Martin Luther Lee. They like, what? Wait, hold up. Wait, you talking about your former friends like this, your former rider dies, your former besties. And you talking shit about them. What you going to do with us? What you going to do when we fall out? Because we're going to fall out because you got a new bestie every damn two weeks. Uh, let's see here. Last point on that one is, um, oh, male friends. Oh, the male friends. The male friends. Um, Male friends are used at, you know, beta male orbiters or former sexual partners. All right. These are what they are. A lot of times it's more former sexual partners than they are uh, male friends, but they could be both. They could be either. Um, some of my best friends, best female friends or friends that I fornicated with. Um, I don't have platonic friends on the female side. I don't have that many, not that many that I would go hang out with them. All right. Oh, this is my platonic female friend. Now, nah, hell no. Uh, let's hang out on this weekend. No, I would never do that. I would rarely ever do that. First of all, I don't like to hang out just to hang out, but definitely not with no platonic female. All right. And so this is how it works. So a lot of times the male could be attractive. He could be work husband, a play cousin, homie that I went to school with, play brother from the street. I don't see him like that. He my play cousin. All of these names are basically former sexual partners or there's a sexual interest. So um, many times they will keep these men around. And if you disagree with it, you're the problem. Oh, you're controlling and insecure. You don't worry about him. You don't have to worry about him. We ain't never done that. Oh, I can't even see myself doing these things. And why you like this? Men and women can be friends. Now, consequently, if you have female friends that are attractive, she's going to put the kibosh to it. 
She's going to complain and cry. She'll never let you alone with this woman. Okay. But now when it favors her, ah, why are you the problem? Are right, you the problem? And so um, this is basically keeping them around for safety, keeping them around as a safety net, keeping them around in order to make you to, to lighten up, to put your car down so they can cheat easier. Um, she'll bring the guy around many of the men many times if you get cheated on you've already been introduced to this male in some capacity all right and she might have been there and done the introduction or she might somehow have been oh you we just bumped into this guy here i didn't know you would be here and here he is hey johnny here's tyrone hi tyrone how you doing oh boy tyrone boy boy you're very muscular and you're tall and you're handsome pause Yes, yes, little man. I am tall and handsome and dark, and you're such a good man. Yeah. Oh, they, oh boy. Oh, hi, hi, Tyrone. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> that's the next bull in line. All right. So that's the next bull in the ring. And she's introducing you just to let your guard down so she can be caught off with that guy. Oh, Tyrone just broke up with his girlfriend. I'm gonna go over and console him. So they'll do that after weeks and weeks and after getting you comfortable with Tyrone. All right. And so you're trying to be not insecure about it. Oh, okay. All right. Then after a while, she'll let you go. <laughs> all right. You will let her go over there. It escalates. Oh, I got to go to lunch. Oh, I got to pick up something from Tyrone. Oh, I got to pick up a fax. I got to pick up a fax over at Tyrone. A fax. <laughs> Can you email it? All right. I got to go pick up something. Oh, he broke up with his girlfriend. Oh, he needs a place to stay. He needs to sleep on the couch for three days. Oh, so this is all to create competition anxiety to get you in control. I don't ever find a reason why a female female girlfriend or a wife should ever be around a male like that at all. There's, there's no reason other than for manipulation and toxicity and to create some sort of competition anxiety, et cetera, et cetera. Although... You know, it can be done on your side as a form of manipulation. I don't agree with manipulation and lying and, and doing things like this. It's just pointless. It's immaturity. All right. I, I just say be flat out honest in what everything is. You'll find that many times you can get away with that too, but I don't agree with that. So anyway, that's number three. All right. I'll do number two and then super chats. Uh, Let's see what we got here. So if you're just here, number five is uh isolates you from your friends and family. Toxic, toxic as hell. Uh, number four, never takes accountability for her action. This is immature and toxic. All right. You better call, watch out for this one. This is a, that's a huge one. Number three, poor judgment in friends, male and female friends. All right. That right there, sign of immaturity, right? <laughs> um, so I said, can they cheat with their gay male friend too? Uh, no, but you guys have to also understand, um, um, a lot of women have had female gay friends and they'll keep them around too. And you'll find out that they've been carpet munching together and they've been doing it. They didn't hooked up in college. All right. They'll keep that lesbian friend around that and turned all of them out at one particular point. So watch out for that one too. And watch out for, especially younger generations of women that have had one or two of these people in a threesome act at one point or one point in your relationship. So people keep people around that they're comfortable with. And if you've seen someone naked, you tend to get comfortable with them. Right. You know them in and out. So, um, you know, this is why they say in the Bible and they knew you and, and he knew her when they say they knew her. That means they were intimate together. Once you're intimate together and you've seen the emperor clothes, off, if you've seen the person with their clothes off, you've seen them completely vulnerable. 
and you've seen them multiple times, you know them. And you can easily be kept around. You get that tension off of actually being exposing yourself to them, right? It's very uncomfortable if you don't haven't been intimate with the person, right? Because at that point, either one person wants the intimacy and the other doesn't and is using them or vice versa. The other person wants the intimacy and then is drawing you in in order to use you. So you got to be careful with people that hang out together thick as thieves because a lot of them already been known each other. All right. Let's see here. Number two, she's a serial dater. She's a serial relationship person. This is a toxic individual. Never trust a person that can't take a break off of sex or dating or relationships. A person that cannot take a break is toxic as hell, meaning they break up and almost overlappingly, they are already in a situation. They already fornicating. They are already moving in with another person. They're already in a relationship. They already got another date lined up. After a breakup, meaning these people have already been in the orbit, you've already been planning your exit, you've already been branching to the monkey branching to the next branch. Serial daters, serial relationship people are toxic. So when I come on here and say go monk mode, some men are like, what? I can't do it. Yes, you can. You don't have to be chasing women 100% of the time. You don't have to be lining them up and uh, what do they call it? Sourcing them. No, take a freaking break. Take a break. And a lot of times women will do this more than men, although they'll probably accuse us of doing this as well. But um, if you constantly got to be putting your pipe in some peace leave and not focusing on other things, you're toxic too. Uh, so anyway, a serial dater never trust. Oh, I've been single for five years. Don't trust that person. I've been single for five years. Well, what have you been doing? Ah, uh, you know. But they've been on and off Tinder. They've been on and off. Never trust them. They know where every restaurant is. Oh, I've been to this restaurant and I've traveled here and I've traveled there. Um, and um, you know what they're doing when they're doing these things. They're fornicating. All right. They're doing dating. They're, they're, they're with men and the men are paying for them. Uh, it will be very much a gut feeling. You will know a serial dater when you, when you see one. Don't trust the serial dater. Okay. They're, they're toxic. Uh, serial relationship people either. Um, none of her breakups are going to be her fault. She can't be alone. We're talking specifically female to male here, so I'm using she. She can't be alone. That's codependent. That's a leech. That's a parasite. That's an attachment issue. They have attachment issues. They don't have romantic or love issues. Okay, so what romance and love is, that means you're, you're, you're open to being somebody pursuing you and showing you a good time. If you're doing this serially, you're not open to it. You're basically having attachments. You go from one attachment to the next, to the next, to the next. All right. So um, it's like having the the uh, venom person in you, right? The parasite or what do they call it? It's not called the parasite. It's called a, um, I always get the word wrong. But by the time the parasite is excommunicated from the body, the host, the parasite immediately has to go to another host or it dies. Symbi symbiote, a symbiote. If the, if the symbiote does not immediately connect to another host, it dies. That right there is a serial date or serial relationship people. Those are toxic people. Those are toxic people. You cannot be with them people. Okay? So if they have a boyfriend now, you meet them, and then they're already kind of planting the seed to get with you when they break up, 
or you you're cheating on them with their their mate or they're cheating on you or cheating with you and then they're all of a sudden in a relationship with you when they get caught cheating bruh symbiote so these yo all of a sudden you got to call up roll up to her place and you've been dealing with her and then all of a sudden she got to move out of her place and she immediately moves into your place she's a symbiote she's toxic she's a leech parasite whatever you want to call it all right do not that that is a red flag all right, big old waving red flag. And it's going to happen to you as well. Um, somebody says, don't hopeless romantics do this 24-7. This is why I tell you, hopeless romantics are to be avoided. They're symbiotes. They're leeches. They're parasitic. All right, they cannot not be chasing romance. They cannot not be trying to fall in love. So what will happen is with a hopeless romantic person is she'll give multiple people a chance at falling in love. All right. And all that person has to do is fake falling in love with them. As soon as they done busting enough nuts and want to ditch her. And then she exposes him for being a liar. Oh, you just use me for sex. What she'll do is cut that off and be right back pursuing love and romance. So she's constantly having to have the tingles. That is a parasite. That's toxic. You're constantly having every new relationship she gets into. She gloats about it on social media. That's a red flag. So this one's the one. I finally found the one that's going to treat me like a princess. Don't treat me like a, a queen that I am. And he's the one. And they standing there with that goofy ass pose standing next to each other by the lake. He got that goofy ass smile. Some stranger then took the picture. All right. And she gloats about this one. She This one's not like my other exes. This one's the one. He's the one. He treats me like the woman I need to be. That is a red ass flag. All right. You managed to go Owen and, and not get one good one. And now you got to brag and boast about this one on social media, bro. Mm. Hell no. Everything they do, they got to post it, post it. Oh, he gave me flowers. Oh, look at it. Look at his gump ass. And he got his old button up shirt with the damn, uh, you know, the, the one he got from the gap button up shirt, khaki pants. And he's sitting up there all goofy. Like he wearing a super start, super tight, starched up shirt. He's sitting there. Oh, he bought me this. He did me that. He took me here. He took me there. No man has ever done these fabulous things with me. Oh, I'm so lucky to have him. He's the best. Three months later. <laughs> three freaking months later, she deleted all the freaking pictures. She deleted all them posts. You go back to scroll back. Wait, hold up. She say something like. Oh, boy, you know, it's good to be a free woman again. <laughs> you sitting there like, God dang. It's crazy. So watch out for these people. These are bad, toxic people. All right. But you think it's normal. It's normalized in our society and nobody calls them out. Yeah. Next three months, he talking cash ish about this dude. He was a he was a loser anyway. His salami wasn't all of that. And he couldn't last more than five strokes. And I cheated on him. And I'm back with my ex-boyfriend. He got out of jail. All right. You like, holy moly. And he was a nobody. He good for nothing loser. All right. And then all of a sudden, the next day, somebody else like this here. Getting it in. Somebody else beating them brakes off. All right. Beating the brakes off of, I should say. Somebody else in there tagging that piece leave up. And you're like, what happened, girl? Girl, what happened? Or they leave that cryptic ass uh, text or a quote. <laughs> right. Some old cryptic quote. On Facebook, you like, oh, what does that mean? Girl, what happened? 
everybody in the comment section, all our friends. Girl, what happened? Call me, girl. I'm here if you need me, girl. That bullshit. That, they, everybody in that group is toxic. I literally would call that out under the post. Man, what the hell is this cryptic ass post, man? What the hell? You broke, you can't keep another man again. <laughs> you messed up another perfect relationship, I see. Comment denominator. All right, let's get the super chats. I do want to remind you, get to the hoop challenge over there. I was gonna put the uh theme song behind this one. Let's put a theme song on this one here. Let me do what's a theme song that we can use on this one here. We'll use this one. Yeah, we use epic win. Hey, the Who's Challenge is up, brothers. Right there, link in the description box. Let's get some money. So I've got some money right here. I got Let's win money. some money right there. College Who's Challenge. Uh, link is in the description box. All right. You got to pay by Venmo or something else. All right. I want to have it all on Venmo. I guess I'll transfer it if you can't. If you don't have a Venmo, you can PayPal it or whatever. Then I'll tra transfer it over because I want to show everybody what the pot is, man. All right. Shout out to Lee or Leo says, um, what did he say? Uh, can the assembly give these 304s a hand? All right, shout out to you. What did you say there? It's it's really small there. Where's my glasses? Sorry. We'll get a 304 in a hand right here. Shout out to XL Pro Services says, uh, I've had issues with the toxic woman with good sex. Oh boy, we're just getting to that. We're, we're just, we're going to get to that pretty soon here. We're going to get to that pretty soon because most, many toxic women are good in bed. All right, so we're going to get, we're going to get to that one. And this is how they ensnare you. But I'm going to give, I don't want to give away too much information. All right. Shout out to who are we shuffling with now? Uh, Shaquille. He says, Coach, you know, in NYC, the Bronx and BK chicks are ready for a fight. I had a fight off adult studs as a 13 year old more than once. Those chicks are different. They uh, jump grown men. Yeah. I mean, New York women are rough. New York women are rough. I mean, they don't know. See, the thing is, they don't know they're rough. They don't realize it because they're kind of there and their family grew up there. They don't realize it. All right. Until they move somewhere else. And then they like these women are weak. And <laughs> man, I used to hang around these uh, Puerto Rican chicks from uh, from the Bronx and they was junior college for show. Them chicks was rough. I was like, God dang, y'all too young to be acting like this. And this was years ago. This was years ago. All right. I was like, y'all too young to be acting like this. They got stab markings all the way. You know what I mean? Like they really pretty, but they got stab wounds and bullet wounds all on them and stuff. You like, <laughs> they all aggressive and all thick accents. And you like, God dang, you damn, you unrefined. Somebody need to, yeah, too masculine. Now, listen. If that's how you grew up and that's the best defense mechanism that you need, that's fine. Hey, listen, I don't have any judgments there, but I don't need no bullet wound up females. That's not said. <laughs> she got to get tattoos to cover up the knife, the stab and the bullet wounds. Oh, man. Oh, what? Mm -mm. <laughs> they be trying to fight you, too, bro. They be trying to fight you. Hey, ladies, I'm not trying to fight no woman. All right. I mean, that's that's a lose lose for me. I mean, no matter what, if I get put to sleep, I lost. If I knock her the hell out, like Oprah on uh, The Color Purple, Miss Seeley, if you get knocked the hell out and you got that black eye, I still lose. All right, but those are toxic people, man. That Women that want to fight men, are that's definitely toxic, all right, because that they, they, don't under, they know that you can't win in that situation, but they still confront you. Oh, man, you're like, wow. He says, I had a couple Bronx baddies. 
they be baddies though. And they want to get, you know what I mean? Most of their relationships, they've been imprinted by what you would call toxic men or a Pookie or a Ray Ray or, you know, this is what you, they've been imprinted sexually by these guys. All right. And so it's real, it's weird if you're not that guy and she finds herself around you and you trying to, you trying to stroke her, you know what I mean? You trying to give her that ready or not. Yeah. You're like, I'll give you everything. And more, all of that got is yours. I'll give you everything, all that you're looking for. You're giving her the, I give you the sun, the rain, the stars, the moon, and the mountain. I'll give you the world, ooh, and all that you need for, and evermore. <laughs> <laughs> You try to get her that you try to give her that at the seven, and she likes it for a minute, but she want to get she want to get pulling on your pull up, pulling on your hair, pulling on your pull up, pulling on your hair. She wants you to pull hair, she wants you to throw around the room and let the lamp knock off the damn nightstand. She wants you to put her in the DDT. She wants you to give her the ravishing Rick Rude, rude awakening. She wants you to get on top of your bed frame and drop an elbow on her. That's all she knows. <laughs> That's all she knows, bro. And then when you try to give her the, no, nah, man, no, nah, man, what, what, what's going on with this? Oh, she, he, he's so a lame in bed. He brought strawberries and whipped cream. All right. Like that scene in waiting to exhale where he came in there with the strawberries and the whipped cream and he got on top of her, gave her the five stroke special, all lame. She like, oh, those women like that, bro. They don't like that. They want you to bust in there. Timberland boots. Yo, Sean, yo, baby girl, pull down them drawers, man. We going to get right into it, girl. Yeah. Bend it over right there. Right. Straight. You go straight into doggy style. Straighten the doggy style, Sean. Put the pillow in, the, put the face in the pillow, man. Toot that ass up real quick. Yeah, girl, smacking her ass like that, Sean. Yeah, yeah, baby, yeah. Whose is this, Sean? Yo, whose is this, Sean? It's yours, Sean. It's yours. <laughs> <laughs> That's what she wants, son. Yo, word is born. This is mine, Sean. And nobody better ever come over here and have this peace sleeve. This is mine. Push a tattoo over that peace sleeve, Sean, for me. <laughs> That's what she wants. And then when you're trying to give her the rose petals, you taking her out on vacations and trips, she out there acting ratchet. Ooh, this nice out here. Ooh, this is nice. <laughs> it's crazy, bro. you like, man, you can't do nothing with them, bro. They already ruined. They damaged. Who's is this, girl? Say, say my name, son. Say my name so the neighbors can hear me, son. The neighbors are going to be knocking at the door, son, three in the morning. Call my name out, son. <laughs> it's crazy you like hey if you're not that guy don't try to be that guy don't try to be that guy all right every now and then she try to poison you and all that stuff and then y'all be backing together you know no man it's a toxic people all right so let me see here i gotta press to get the air conditioning out all right where are we at uh cholo Ch chelo says uh don't get to the point where you have to do things to keep her happy She'll start resenting the peace leave, right? Or resenting. And he says, don't fall into the manipulation trap, coach gang, paying my dues to this edutainment free agent for life. All right. Yeah, man. Don't don't ever get the manipulation. It's not going to work out for you. 
All right, Harold Lagurmi says, Coach, I'm on the dark side. Yes, indeed. Shout out to the dark I side. I got money. All right. Ian Bet says in CGA, we trust. Get this information out for show, man. Yes. Maryland guy says, women be getting evicted. Peace leave on deep discount. Mm-hmm. She'll move in with you. Um, uh, occasionally, a predatory woman, to particularly, because we're talking about men and women. I know people are like, what are you talking about? Not all women. Uh, a woman will start escalating romance when her lease is going to end. That's a big one to watch out, especially for you young brothers. Her lease is going to end. You have your own spot. She'll escalate the romance, and then you'll find out, oh, man, my lease ends in 30 days, or my lease ends in 15 days. I haven't the place to live. Hmm. <laughs> you can move in with me. And then... Shout out to Turnpike Tyrone says, if you want to see an unhappy woman, give her everything she wants. I'm not happy. And everything <laughs> she wants is everything she sees. Yeah, dude, the worst thing you do is spoil a woman in a, ro in a romantic relationship. All right. If you just spoiling her just to keep her, you know, and she young. That's different. All right, just cut her ass off. All right, but uh, if it's in a romantic relationship and you're constantly, what do you need, baby? What can make me happy? What can make you happy? You're going to lose. Uh, Daddy Stovepipe, shout out to your super chat. That's an interesting name there. High image, higher image status. Still getting used to my, my mouth here. <laughs> Pause. All right, Taraji P. Henson, hashtag free juicy straight shuffling all right free juicy this dude literally committed a crime and he's trying to portray himself as the victim i can do some shuffling too look out man what, what you going to do look out boys it's coming through yeah man yeah man so they're trying to use him you know what uh when things happen today how the media and history portrays these events it makes me question history as i've learned it all right. They're trying to make him out to be Emmett Till. They're trying to make, I mean, I literally then got a question like, wait a minute. What, what was this that I learned? If they're trying to make, if they're portraying this guy as an Emmett Till, if they're portraying Juicy as a victim, and he literally tried to start race riots around the country around Donald Trump. All right. I don't know what to tell you. He tried to use homophobia and racism as his crutch, and he still continues to use it. Colin Kaepernick out here, 36-year-old, trying to talk about he warming up for uh, starting QB jobs. I'm like, boy, I tell you, these people easily finesse and manipulate people with the greatest of ease. And then he looked, Colin Ka I mean, I, some of these people that you sympathize for are basically common denominators and failures in their entire life. And you literally will ride with them. This is exactly what I talk about. These are toxic people. Colin Kaepernick is toxic. Uh, Juicy Smollett is toxic. And they are manipulative manipulative he's literally like, i'm gonna go out here i'm still looking for a job you literally made a documentary calling nfl slave camp in a plantation and then you went out here took some money in a in a lawsuit for being blackballed ain't played ain't played in five years ain't took a snap ain't evaded a linebacker in five years manipulation bro and they use it by gaslighting they they use it by going to the old standards this is all female behavior, by the way, or what they would call female manipulation tactics. It's not female behavior. That was kind of a misogynist. But it's the old standard, man. You guys got to watch out for that. You got to 
you got to block yourself from that type of stuff. If you get emotional over those things like negatively and you get, oh, yeah, get behind this person. In due time, it'll be revealed who they are and what they use. Unbelievable, man. But people get people fall for that all the time. I just be looking at a Martin Luther Lee. All right. I just be like you again. You again. This is all what I call it's the it's um it's selling wolf tickets. It's crying wolf selling wolf tickets. How are you going to believe them? Let's just say something real happened. <laughs> like you're not going to believe them. Next time you say some racism happened. Next time you said some sexism happened. This was happening to women. They caught they they sold so many wolf tickets on sexual harassment that they couldn't prove on great allegations. They sold wolf tickets on perverts and men approaching them and creepy people and scrubs. They sold so many wolf tickets that now men are ignoring their ass and they don't know why. Again, they're not admitting fault. Then they say stuff like this. And, you know, I see TikTok on here all the time that talk about, like, you know, pretty girls and how they're never approached. And it's true. Like, I was just out at a bar. Black men were there. None of them talked to my friends and I. All pretty girls. Black girls. None. And it's like, people say, like, finding someone to have sex with you, to take you out to eat, to compliment you, is not hard. I can go on these apps, clearly, and find someone that's ready to have sex with me tonight, right now, without even knowing my last name. Literally does not know if I've just had, just got rid of an STD yesterday, but is definitely willing to have sex with me right now. But finding someone that, like, is willing to check on me when I say I'm having a bad day, that's too much. And... It's just so frustrating because it's like, I'm just myself. I don't know what else to do. Well, I mean, listen, then when men say, well, fake allegations, you call us names, you video us and call us thirsty. You call us dusty. You laugh at us. Um, you say there's a me too case. I mean, there's too many. There's too many reasons why men are choosing. That's okay. You record us. You walk down the street in skimpy clothes and put a phone, cell phone in your back pocket to uh, record men looking at your rear end and then put it up online. Like, what the hell, bro? Men are feeling finally going, what the, what, the, what is it worth? The juice isn't worth the squeeze. And then what do you do then? They then shame you. You gay, you misogynist, you, you hate women, you block, or why don't men approach? It's, it's too obvious now. It would, you would seem, it would seem to be obvious. White men are choosing that. They know your sexual history. You're too old. I mean, you're thotting. You're thirst trapping. You're on Instagram selling yourself. You got only. I mean, it's too obvious. But yet they will act like, huh? What? They, th that's what they'll do, right? Okay. So this is for all of my single over 30 people. Is anybody else just over this hookup culture? I mean, I get it. I'm. I'm online, I'm trying all these things, but like, what happened to romance? What happened to, you know, a little bit of chivalry? Whatever happened to all of the nice things that men used to do instead of everyone asking us, what are you doing? Can I come through? Is there any real men out there at all? I don't know, help me out. I mean, again, it's like, we're not accountable. What's wrong with us? Yeah, I was on the carousel for 10 years. It was it was actually 15 years, ma'am. 
You've been 15 years failing at relationships. What happened to romance? What happened? To, you don't know what happened to romance. It's dead. Okay, you guys killed it. It's been exposed. It's the magic trick that now you know how to do the magic trick. Now I can use romance as a magic trick, but I don't believe in it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's not believable. I'll use it to sell you a dream, but there's no such thing, right? But what happened to chivalry? Chivalry is dead, I suppose. Yes, it is. It's dead. The first woman that said, I can get the door myself, you you, you, uh, misogynist male, don't open the door for me. You killed it. It was done on DOA. Now, don't blame us because now we're getting mixed signals from women. Well, it's those type of women that don't want you to. Oh, what type? Name them. Where are they at? What, what, what type of women are these? But I would love the door open. I would love to be spoiled. I would love. I still love it. Please do it for me. Why? It's it is. It's a weird thing. You press for equality, tamp us down. You can do everything we can do. Then you wonder why dudes don't want to pay for first dates. You talked about your job and career. So I could focus on my career. I got a job. I got a career. I work. And then when the day when the when the bill comes. I'm like, if you go on a date and talk about your job, you're paying the bill. If you're leading, men should like us because we're independent and we're strong and we have careers. As soon as you mention that on a date or a dating profile, you're paying. You're paying a portion or all. It's it's crazy. I mean, I tell you, man, the cognitive dis the cognitive dissonance is unbelievable. Well, you should just be a gentleman and pay. No, 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 no. You guys changed the rules, and then now you want to change it back when it's your advantage. I, why aren't guys dating anymore? This stuff. This stuff. All right? So I don't know why y'all guys can't get it, but the fact that you refuse to get it is your fault. Ed, Ed, and Eddie. Ed said Eddie's in the building. Thank you for your super chat with the thumbs up. Kyle Coleman, yo, Coach, I recently hired Maze to clean up my spot. I was wondering how often do you have yours come over? Sometimes once a week, sometimes once every other week. Depends on, you know, I don't like, you know, my, when my kids are here, I'll normally have them come after my kids have already been here a week and then they go back to their mother's house. Then I have the maids come over. But normally if I'm here by myself, nothing much gets messed up. Only my bed and my bathroom. And that's about it. You know what I mean? Like nothing else really gets messed up. They just have to come, you know, change my sheets and make sure get all the sweep all of Kaylee's hair off of my bed. I'll be changing sheets too much, man. I'll be like, that's that's another reason. I'll be like, I'll be out here trying to get a rotation of women. But I got to change the sheets and the pillowcases every day. I'll be like, nah, that's okay. <laughs> I'm tired of changing the sheets and the pillowcases. I'm in here. I'll be running out of sheets and pillowcases, man. Damn, I got to put them all in the laundry. Kaylee coming over. Oh, man, let me put it in the dryer real quick. Put them sheets on. Jesus. Forget it, man. Don't come over, ladies. I need a day to get all my sheets cleaned. <laughs> I get tired of that, man. You know, putting on sheets and, and, and you know what I mean? And fixing your, your little bedspread and all that. That take too much work. <laughs> All right. Anyway, uh, L says months ago, you recommended the movie Ex Machina. The main character let a robot manipulate him. She was toxic. LOL. 
That was the whole point of the movie. We kind of gave the movie away, but go watch the movie Ex Machina. It's basically a cope because how we how men cope, how they're going to get their best use out, out of men. And it's the robot. It's the female AI. So this man, this man goes about his way to try to get the best type of relationship with the female that he creates an AI female in order to get masculine frame over them. And it went left. <laughs> right. So again, you can't defeat female nature, guys. Even in even in a situation where you control it, you put 100 percent control and manipulation over it and you still fall for female manipulation. That's how bad it is. <laughs> That's how bad it is for you guys, bro. It, it's rough. The movie highlights that. Last one, the AV Network guy says a lot of women at cigar bars are working girls, coach. Yeah, yeah, true. And they're manipulating. Yeah, they, that's true. But yeah, and they're, there's women that go in there. Oh, I love cigars. You can tell they've been piped down by rich guys. And the number one reason, the number one toxic sign, I know everybody's going to want this, but my editor and, the, and my editor will ch chop this up and uh, Avery will put the timestamps on it by the night or early in the morning. The number one reason, the number one toxic sign of a girlfriend or a wife is they use sex as a weapon. They use sex as a weapon. She uses sex as a weapon. That is the number one toxic sign of a girlfriend or a wife. Now, the reason why it is, is because literally in a so-called monogamous relationship, you as a man have given your commitment, your money, energy, attention, and time, all of your resources to pull into this one individual, which in the dynamics of the relationship you have taken out all potential suitors you're supposed to not according to monogamy not get sex from anyone else you've literally made a commitment to this person to have and to hold and to cherish them and to have the one her be the one source of peace leave for you everybody knows men think about sex very much so it shouldn't be a surprise i can't believe you why you always think about sex women who do that are immature right you know your man wants some sex from you. You know he's done trying to do things. But what they will do is they will leverage it against you. And they'll still use this because they're immature as a way, as she would do as a single person. See, as a single person, she can leverage that in order to get what she wants. She can get you to pay for dates. She can get you to commit. She can get you to call her, text her, whatever it is. Why don't you text me more? Why don't you call me more? Why don't you come over? Why don't you come over and we, we, can, we, we won't have sex, but we'll just watch a movie. She can leverage that sex against someone as a single person but when they carry that into a committed relationship that's a violation in my opinion that's a violation if you're still leveraging sex against your husband that it's basically taking all potential suitors off the market off the off the landscape that's unfair that's an unfair advantage that you're using and the reason why people use it is because you don't have anything else to leverage you got nothing else you got no more rabbit in the hat no more tricks up your sleeve no more tricks in the bag. That was your only trick. And now you got the commitment and now you're still using it as a weapon. So what they will first do initially is flood you with it. These are all things done subconsciously, by the way, but it's done. It should be known consciously. It's, it's what it is. In the first couple of interactions with your potential mate, you might have to go a date or two or three. All right. Most times we have too many potential suitors that it can, doesn't even get to date three. It's tough to get to day three now and hold out. So normally by day two, second meeting, uh, second interaction, there's got to be some sex that goes down or it's going to be tough for them to 
tough for her to continue to trick you. All right. So they're going to flood you with it after those two or three initial meetings. Okay. They're going to give it to you all the time, give you access to it. Um, you're away from them. So I can't wait to see you again. When I see you, I'm going to suck it off of you and all this stuff, all of these promises of sex. Uh, when you're, when you're away, this sex is waiting for you. All right. And so, uh, when I get to you, I'm going to give you all this sex. All right. Uh, these type of things, they send you pictures, um, and all of these things. Let me see something. I got to get this. Uh, I had to send a text <laughs> speaking of, and so they'll flood you with it in order to engage with you. Right. You got to keep you. And then they'll say, you got to keep me. I'll, I'll keep putting it on you. Um, and I put it on you the best and they'll try. They'll try. They'll let you put them in all kind of positions. Put it here. Put it up the tailpipe. I'll look you here. I'll look you there. I'll look you up and down. Everything's very uh, much uh, passionate lust. But at some point, it will continue. Once you make a commitment, then it'll start to taper off. Especially when you go into a marriage, it will taper off. And uh, she's got to use it to gain leverage. So uh, she can't just keep giving it to you because she has no more tricks up her sleeve to get whatever she needs to get out of you. So a couple of ways that they will use this. Um, is that um, they'll start making excuses as to why she can't do anything, right? So obviously they'll start with the period. I'm on my period. And then this is when men say, but you, what that mouth do? Um, well, you nasty. All right, they'll start guilting you for being, uh, being sexual. Well, the whole point is for me to be sexual with you. Well, you're too sexual and you think about sex all the time and you treat me like a piece of meat and you're nasty. You're disgusting. Well, she was doing these nasty and disgusting things to get you. Now you're nasty and disgusting for thinking about it. Or you talk around our kids or we shouldn't talk about this all the time. Why can't we just do this? How can we just can't uh, just hang around each other? Immature woman. Why can't we just hang around each other without having sex all the time? These are all tactics. These are all things her that she's doing to control it and use it as a weapon. Right. She knows she should know sex should be on the table as a committed person. All right. I know churches that scold their women parishioners who are wise, who are not having sex with their husbands. Hey, man, you got to suck it up, buttercup. Or he's going to have go get sex from another man. Ladies, you want to empty your guy's balls. All right. You don't want him out there with, with full balls. You want him thinking about it. You want his salami to be raw. So he ain't think about it, putting it in another woman. But you're going to still try to leverage it. So um, the next thing they'll do is they'll use it to get you to do things. All right. Chore play. Oh, I will be sexy and wet if you did the vacuum. I get sexy and wet when you vacuuming. I get sexy and wet when you're cleaning up and washing dishes. This gets me totally aroused. All right. That's chore play. Uh, I'll give you your treat. I'll give you your cupcake. I'll give you your cookie. I'll give you your whatever it is. They will call it a treat, a cupcake, a cookie, or whatever it is, as if you're a dog. Here, I'm going to throw you a little bit of this bone. All right. Um, this type of manipulation to get what she wants and uses sex to, to leverage against is, is out of bounds. It's foul. Not only that, it's misleading. She doesn't get aroused by you. She just wants you to do it. And um, it doesn't arouse her. As a matter of fact, it turns most of them off after a while. It might work one or two times, but after a while, when you put on that damn bonnet and you start folding up socks and socks and drawers, she's going to get unaroused. And she's going to think back to track to Chad in these streets. She's going to think back to Chad. So these things don't work. These things oftentimes are used as manipulation. They put them in magazines and they get wives to figure out, hey, you can leverage sex in order to get them to do things. All right. Um, in order to get her purses and all of these things. Right. Uh, give me a thing. Give me a purse. Give me a diamond. Give me an anniversary gift. You, you forget about the gift. No peace leave for you. You sleep on the couch. See, this is sex as a weapon. All right. Don't get close to me. Don't touch me. All right. Um, 
uh, don't slap me on the butt. All right. All of these things are using the sex as a weapon. Uh, uh, she'll guilt trip you. Uh, guilt trips are used if you do um, constantly uh, want things and they'll guilt trip you uh, uh, with it. Uh, or they'll use it as punishment, right? Oh, you don't get uh, no treat for you, no cookie for you, no cupcake for you, no kitty for you. All right, silent treatment. All right, these things are used by immature people who aren't prepared for real relationships. They think they are, they'll say they are, but they're not, right? Um, using sex as a weapon in the context of a monogamous committed relationship is foul. It's out of bounds. That's the same as the guy that says, well, if you ain't gonna give it to me, I'm gonna go get it somewhere else. If he says that, right? That, that would be manipulation, right? And so then you would have to spring to it, but it's both are true. Both are true, but it's both foul. He shouldn't have to say that. He shouldn't have to use that. And you shouldn't have to use that as a guilt trip punishment uh, or a treat, a prize. It's not a treat or a prize. It's a duty or a responsibility. It's what you guys should be doing. But many times in relationships, after the flooding happens, she gets what she wants, engagement ring, wedding ring, suffering. She gets all of those things, and then she gets to leverage it now, or 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 she gets to lose interest, or she gets to be less nasty. I'm not gonna suck on your Johnson like that no more. I'm married. This is not what wives do, right? This is all bad. This is all bad faith. It violates the social contract of relationships, and uh, people allow it to happen so much so that that you can't sue her for this in court. But if you stop paying the bill, if you stop piping her down, if you stop lever, if you start leveraging sex or lose interest then she can use it against you, okay? Now, she could use you against you in court, or she could use it against you in the court of public opinion, right? She can say, he's not out here pleasing you. He's not out here doing this. Should you withhold sex from your wife, she'd be, she be on the call-in show, right? Or she'd be in the, in the church parking lot getting pounded out by her pastor, all right? And it could be a reason for her to run into another man's arms, but if you run into another woman's arms and she's leveraging sex against you, you're it's illegal. She'll then divorce you. Um, last one, and they could use it to confuse you. Also, uh, get you disoriented. You busting up, roar! You're disoriented, and then she'll get you to make promises. After you busting up, you trying to catch your breath. <sighs> Remember, you said you were gonna buy me a, a pair of Christian Louboutin heels. Didn't you say we was gonna go on vacation? Didn't you say we were gonna move in together? Didn't you say? Or she'll get you to commit to a promise for something in order to get it. You lying in bed. Hey, didn't you say we were going on a vacation or a trip? Yeah, I'll take you on a trip. And then you want to get some peace leave. That's sex as a weapon. That's using sex as a weapon, manipulation, in order to get what she wants. And it's not foul, according to society. And I'm a misogynist for saying this. I'm weak for saying this, right? I hate women for saying this. This proves what I'm talking about. If women are going, so what else would I do? I do that's your problem. You're immature. You got nothing else in the bag, nothing else. And then now you're gonna run to degrees. And graduated from college with my bachelor's at 20 with a degree in communication sciences with an emphasis in speech and language pathology. So you got nothing else to leverage now. Now that I can't tell you to leverage sex. Yeah, you're in bad shape, lady. You need to you need to fix yourself. All right. Let me do this. I'll review it and then I'll do the rest of the super chats around here. So uh the four signs of a toxic girlfriend and wife. Is going to be um, isolate you from your friends and family. That's number five. Number four, never takes accountability for her actions. Very common. Uh, she'll pass that buck at any point. Number three, 
poor judgment and friends. Why are you always talking bad about my friends? But she can talk bad about your friends. Nothing right. Don't hang out with Jesse. Jesse and them out there. He cheating on his wife. And she'll guilt you. I don't like him. All right. Number two, she's a serial dater, always in relationships. She can never take a break. She's always going to jump into a new one. She gets divorced right into a committed relationship in less than a week. All right. Number one, she uses sex as a weapon. Toxic. Toxic as hell. Toxic as hell. So uh, let's do the rest of the Super Chats, brothers. Thanks for joining me on this show. Hit the like button if you're leaving because now you got all the answers. All right. And now we'll continue with the entertainment. All right. Let's see here. Uh, Nissan Ultima, the car of the straggle. Shout out to the straggle daggles in the chat, finessing for gas money on Nissan Ultima's hashtag coach gang. Shout out to the Nissan Ultima and the gas prices. Oh boy. Oh boy. The gas prices. All right. We're going to get all of these. Busy Lizzie Izzy. Busy Izzy says no coach, not calling out at all. I'm just, uh, I just think. Feeling out the situation, there's no room to have a nice date. There was no, there was some area for a decent date. Um, I can't remember what were you were referencing there. But dates are, I don't, you know, some people say don't, don't take girls out. Uh, you know, that that gets gray area-ish. You know what I mean? It's tough. How are you going to get them to where you need to get them? Well, just tell them to come over Netflix and chill. You're going to have to have one meeting before you get there. Um, at least one. Sometimes you can't. Sometimes you can, not all the time. And if you use that as a sole strategy, it could be tough for you. All right, there's my housekeeper there. Are we on tomorrow? Not for not for cheeks clapping. All right, uh, Magic A Music, biggest red flags hands down is when your girlfriend lets her friends do something you're not allowed to do. Uh, a older red pill homie told me about his girl not letting him smoke in their house, but the friends can. Oh, bless up. Wow. Ooh, that's a bad one. I don't like cigarettes and cigars and weed smell in my house. Then they come over and smoke weed. Don't say nothing. That could be a bad one. That could end up bad. Joshua Frazier, facts coach, uh, especially, or sorry, yeah, especially with on and off again relationships, when they'll use every excuse for their lack of commitment, it's a serial condition that requires a long memory and, or, or they start gaslighting you. Yeah, big sign is if they, they get on and off with a boyfriend. They break up, they make up, they break up, they make up. That's a bad sign. That's toxic. All right. They're using some, they're trying to gain advantage. Is it BIS for baller? Ex felon janitor driving a Jag F pace, always making your girl laugh at work. The work friend, the work husband. Yes, sir. The work husband. Oh, he massages my neck. Oh, but he's gay. Don't worry about him. They go dip out at lunch, they go dip out in the closet. Uh, one of the things about working women that people have really failed to address as women have went from the home to work in the past 70 or 80 years is that most affairs happen at work. Now, that is a dynamic that we haven't been able to tackle fairly. So then they say, what's wrong with women working? Well, if I have a wife, most affairs happen at work. Well, I would never do that at my job. Anytime you hear something stupid like that, that basically is manipulation. I will never do it. You don't know what you're ever going to do. And saying you will never do it is, is selling wolf tickets. All right, you know, now I got you marked, okay? So with, with that being said, women in the workplace causes problems with relationships. 
you can basically draw a line back to that. Yes, it does. Absolutely, it does. Um, women use the workplace as a hunting ground. Women use the workplace to elevate themselves. Women use a workplace to, to find new mates or find mates at all. Women get manipulated sexually in the workplace. Women get harassed in the workplace. Yes, women in the workplace causes problems. Can we address them? Then if my wife is in the workplace and traveling for work and has a travel partner or travels with her boss, that could be a problem. Can we address that? No, you shouldn't think like that. See, that's all manipulation. Okay, I, I'm going to think like that because statistically this is, this is what happens. The most common place for affairs to happen is at work. Can we address that? If they don't want to address it, it's manipulation. Shout out to Okiki. Idowu, Idowu. <laughs> Be careful with the gay best friend. HIV ain't a joke. Mm. Shout out to you, Master A, A Music says one more thing. Jokes, they are sus. They are sus are not jokes, no matter what she says. Yeah, okay, yeah. So when she jokes on you and snaps on you, jokes, jokes are basically um that's her passive aggressively attacking you emotionally. All right. It's just a joke. Take it. Oh, my God, man. Why are you so serious? Now, if you told a joke about her and she looked like a busted Pillsbury biscuit can, guess what's going to happen? She's going to be crying. She's going to be. So you saying I need to lose weight? I thought you loved me for me. It was just a joke, baby. I mean, put that damn donut down. You don't need another one of them. All right. Go. What do you, what do you say? Right. She'll have your ass at the marriage council quick. But when they joke on you and they literally take a swipe at your ass, right? A literally, it's a literally a open door to swipe your ass and get you on something. And then it's a joke. It's man, it's crazy. Warhammer says, so I am the bull in the ring. And she says, so I am the bull that's in the ring. Wow, coach. Yes, you're the bull in the ring. You're the bull in the ring, sir. Shout out to DGC more. Pause. All right, Michael Gutierrez. Uh, I don't know if you're responding to someone or what is key K. I don't know what that means at the black PUA impersonation. See what I'm saying, Sean? Oh yeah, man. Sean, this is what you do, Sean. She, this is what you do. She, if a woman does that to you, this is what you do to her, Sean. She, you can't let them do this. So this is what she going to say. First of all, she going to say this, this is what she really means, Sean. And then what you do is then, then what you do is did, did you get your masculine frame, Sean? You cock your head to the you cock your head to the right, Sean, and then you show you ain't playing. You hold that masculine frame, Sean. Shout out to um Hashim Shabazz. Hashim Shabazz says, uh, love the show, coach. By the way, the Raiders might get Deshaun Watson. He beat the case. I actually predicted that the Raiders will pick up Deshaun Watson, and they misleading you, saying he going to the Falcons, then he was going to the Panthers, but he really gonna be with the Raiders. That's my prediction. They might be wrong. Shout out to YouTube relationships. Emmett Till actually had a three-way affair with Carolyn Bryant and Juanita Millen. Google it. I would love to see that story. But Emmett Till at the time was a teenage boy. Um, you know, I think he was in the neighborhood of 14 or 15. And Carolyn Bryant was in the neighborhood of 19, 20 or 21. She was in her early 20s. And I don't know who Juanita Millen is, but I would be that would be that would be a curious claim there. That'd be a curious claim. I'd be interested to see there, but it wouldn't surprise me at all. Um, it wouldn't be surprising because those things have happened a long time. We have proof of that, right? Shout out to Mike Hawk. 
says XXs who like to play fight are toxic red flags. Yeah, play fighting. No, no play fighting. We're not going to rough house and, and, and all of this stuff and play fight. Then all of a sudden you get smacked. You smacked me too hard. No, man. no play fighting. No. These are all things. No. He's going to the commanders. Are you an athletics fan? No, I'm not an athletics fan. I, I kind of root for the Dodgers. All right, DGC more coach. To hell with the hookup culture. I'm in full support of seeking culture. Fistful of 20s. I got Hand on the front end. No pun intended. It could definitely be, you know, it's not an end-all, be-all. It is a solution. There's pros and cons. I thought we were maybe going to address it, but, you know, it's pretty much an easy, easy transaction. You get down to the, you cut out the middleman. You cut out the BS. I don't see nothing wrong with it. Uh, Setsana says, uh, we'll use one, one manipulation over here. We use man, one manipulation. <laughs> One manipulation over it. The Red Knight, Kaylee asking why men don't approach her right after the beat drop. Cognitive dissonance spot on if getting cake and eating it was a person too. Yeah. Why don't men approach? I mean, that's basically not acknowledging anything a man has said in the past 40 years as to why men don't approach. I mean, are you that disconnected? But there are people that are that disconnected. Or there's people that don't acknowledge or care about what you believe in relationships. They like, we don't care. We're just going to say uh, we're just the most important thing. We're the prize. We're the table and such. Setsana says their strike ends with P and C smell. Not sure what that is. Shout out to Black Mask in your super chat message retracted. YouTube relationship. Betty complained Malcolm X couldn't get her off. So he began having an affair with a woman that eventually left him for Elijah. So he left the nation. Interest boy, y'all coming with some, y'all coming with some juicy details. <laughs> First, y'all got Emmett Till having a three-way affair. Now y'all got Malcolm X getting off. What is going on, bro? <laughs> All right. I haven't heard that either. I, I'm not denying it. I haven't heard that. However, let me say this, something common had, like that has happened uh, before in which it was a major blow up in the end of a friendship. And later on, it was found out that the woman was the reason why the friendship ended. And I'll give you this, Dr. Dre and Suge Knight and Death Row Records. Okay, so we thought it was rap beef and gang violence and Dre couldn't handle the gang violence and Dre wanted to take his claims over there and was getting cheated out of money. Suge Knight was strong arming him. We all thought it was that. And lo and behold, it was the fact that Michelle A, Dre's girlfriend and wife over time and baby mama, eventually went to Suge Knight and became his baby mama. And that's what broke up death row. So I'm saying those claims aren't would not surprise me if that was that. So we think it's a man beef or a money beef, and it ends up being a woman that caused the fracture. You see? So that wouldn't surprise me. In which then Malcolm says, I'm going to throw dirt on Elijah, and I'm going to leave the nation, and you're going, why? It was some principal reason. Well, then it might not have been a principal reason. It might have been a dust up over a woman. Then he did. I mean, listen, I'm not saying it's it's right or wrong. What I'm saying is, 
men have left relationships with other men, you know, strong relationships like that with a mentor over women. It hasn't been over a principal issue. Yeah, you, you saw your woman go over to that guy. I'm I'm leaving. So I'm not saying it's true or not, but I'm just saying that's how men have actually fractured relationships with other men. It's normally not the money. It's normally not the principal. It is normally because then he did rat out Elijah for having multiple women. So, hey, you know. <laughs> now I thought about the immaculate conception and all that. Oh, man. Now we're going full conspiracy theory here. Full conspiracy theory. All right. Hold on for a second. Kaylee's at the door. All right. Kaylee coming in. Hold on for a second. Shout out to, oh, we got somebody on the Venmo for the, um, let's let Kaylee in. Let me see here. Let me get grab the blinky in case it's not Kaylee. All right. Uh, let me see here. Black Mask says, Coach, what do you think of Cobra Tate? I don't know who Cobra, who's Cobra Tate? Is that Andrew Tate? That's the only Tate I know. Uh-oh, somebody coming in. Oh, no. All right, make sure you don't get on the screen. Here we go. Oh, that's up. Oh, somebody shooting me in the back like J.R. Ewan. All right. Let's see here. Who is Cobra Tate? Is that Andrew Tate? Uh, shout out to Andrew Tate. I know we have a common following. Um, common, we have people that follow both of us. I know of him. I don't, I've never met him in person. I know he associates with Fresh and Fit down in Miami um, and all that stuff. I've seen his material and um, he's quite different than my approach, but like, you know, I respect him as a man. I respect him as a man, but I don't, I, I don't know enough to uh, basically give him a full critique or anything like that. Uh, Deacon Demon. Demon Deacon, OG Pretty Thug is in the building. Shout out to you, brother. Major, major sponsor. Major, major sponsor in there. He says, Coach out here slamming red shades one pump at a time. I'm slamming red shades one pump at a time. All right. That one, I don't know what that is, but shout out to you. All right. E-Money says, did your ex-wife try that tactic on you? Uh, peace leave tactic? Yes. I mean, when you're married for to a person for um, multiple years, when you're married to a person, uh, all married men have dealt with one, two, three, four, or five of these. Okay? Married men deal with all of these tactics. The male friend, the whole 304s, um, Serial dating relationships, not so much ex-wife. Sex as a weapon, she tried. It went back and forth, tried that. Uh, then this the withdrawal sex, I'm going to go to girls' nights out. That's a sex as a weapon tactic too, right? They'll eventually say, well, I'm going to go to girls' nights out and parade around other men. And if you're insecure about that or controlling about that, so forth and so on, right? That's a sexual tactic too, um, where she's putting her sex on display for other people. And if you have a problem with it, it's your problem. And but she's controlling. She's she's the variable in that situation where she can literally control the act. But she oh, I, I'm just letting my hair down. This is all manipulation. Right. Uh, never taking accountability for her actions. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. She wasn't that bad. My ex-wife was not that bad with that. She was pretty much she was straight up most of the time uh, uh, isolates from your family and friends. I would say not. So, so much. No, she wasn't 100% guilty of that one either. She didn't use that too much. 
She used it a little bit, but not enough. She wasn't a rough sex. She didn't shit test a lot either. You know, my ex-wife wasn't all that bad. It was, I ain't never getting with her again. It was just bad. What she did was the divorce was bad, right? You know, every now and then there's every man, married man deals with a lot of stuff. She did the girls nights out thing too. She tried that. Um, but she didn't, she wasn't all bad. Everything wasn't all bad in my marriage. It was just stuff that popped up, like normal stuff that we consider normal manipulation. But the divorce was bad, right? That that was where I learned a lot. And as they say, um, most men during a divorce, uh, most men don't know their ex-wife until divorce. There's a quote like that. Most men don't know who the person they married until you divorce her. Then you are introduced to a new person. You will literally look down. You'll go through a divorce for 18 to um, 18 to 18 months to two, three, four years. You'll go through a divorce and you'll be like, who is this person? You'll be like, who is this person? And they'll use every manipulation tactic in the book. So that one is tough. That one's tough. You'll be like, God dang, I used to sleep with this person. You won't even remember. You won't even remember sleeping with them by the end of the, um, you'll repress all of those experiences. By the end of a divorce, you'll be like. <laughs> uh, and so if you want proof of this, it, this happens all the time. Look at what Kanye West is dealing with. So Kanye West is dealing with, he's being, He's what's being revealed to him is a person he doesn't know. And now she's using or she's allowing Pete Davidson to interfere. This is basically how death by simp happens happens. I don't know why Kanye's going back and forth with him, but he's now going, who is this person? He's going, I don't know. I'm not familiar with them. And then basically you repress all of your good experiences with them. And then all you have to do is report bad. Again, you will literally. You will literally go through a divorce with a person and you will be like, I can't even remember having sex with this person. But obviously I did. I produced kids with them. <laughs> right. It's crazy. A uh, couple more here. Reform man. Shout out to you for becoming a member. Black Mass says shout out to the original NWO. Skeet. He says Scott Hall. Shout out to him. The bad guy. R.I.P. R.I.P. to the brother Scott Hall. All right, hey yo, the bad guy, toothpick to the camera. Uh, you all know where I'm from, but you don't know why we're here. Oh man, wonderful man. That NWO thing was a big point of my life. So it's sad to see your boy go with a blood clot, allegedly. Hey yo, who don't know who Scott Hall is? All right, Larry Porter says, Coach, I went to the dark side, and I must say 49ers, BBWs, and old wall smashers competing with long back to Kayleys and iron aboard Kayleys. I'm sticking with the young ones for show. If you do have a choice, if you do have a choice, you're going to go young, and I don't care what you say about it, and I don't care if you say you can't get one, and i like, Negro, please, all right? You know what's that happened with whiskers like a rat compared to beans you whack? Hey, bro, it's too easy out here now, if you guys want to know. 
and a couple of duckets change all of that. But shout out to the coach gang. Let's do some house cleaning on the way up. What do we got going on? We got the Ask Coach Greg Adams channel live on Sunday afternoons. We got the Coaches Basketball Challenge over here. We got the Coaches Basketball Challenge. What music did I use for that? I forgot what I used over on the uh, Coaches Basketball Challenge. Oh, I used this one right here. All right. Get in there, man. Get in there. Put your ducats in there, man. You can win. You can win. You can win. You can win the pool of money. All right. I'm actually going to give first, second, and third place a prize. 70% to first place. All right, depending on how many people are in the pool. All right, we might, we'll see. We'll see. And if we got really a good audience, a really a good turnout, we'll throw the iPad on there. All right, to win it. Um, What else? Last bit of house cleaning. We'll be back tomorrow morning. All right. And dealing with that. Oh, last one. Go subscribe to all my channels. All right. Go check out all of my channels over there. We got a shorts channel. We got a quick hits channel over there. Over there, we got the uh, blue chip mindset channel, the newest channel over there. We got the gaming channel. We got the fitness channel. I'm gonna start putting some fitness videos up on the fitness channel. All right, over there. All right, we're gonna get it cut up over there. I'm gonna do some push-ups over here. All right. Uh, what else? What else? What else are we gonna do over there? Oh, we got the Coach Greg Adams channel over there that's sinking like a ship. All right. Um, we got books coming out. We got a big year coming up. All right, over there. All right, shout out to the Coach Gang, and then we'll also play. If you got nominees for Hit It and Quit It, let me know. All right, let me know. Don't flood my inbox with 304s. But if you got nominees for Hit It and Quit It, let me know. Oh, yeah, man. We're going to get the nominees up. So let them know, man. Send me some, send me some recommendations on who you want to see on Hit It and Quit It. Subscribe to this channel.